0: And we're finally back with Slay Podcast. Welcome, beautiful
1: monsters. This is Courtney. And I'm Lauren.
0: So, sorry it's been so long since we've put out a
1: podcast. Last week, Courtney was in Salt Lake with work. Um, and then we drove eight hours, like four hours to come get me, then four hours back to Grand Junction. Um, and we tried to do a podcast. We got here, yeah. it was so late, and we, we were weren't like, into it. Not into the, I mean, I was like kind of into it, but I felt like we weren't being funny at all. And we were just, we trying. were half drunk, and
0: I like the research I had done. Um, We just weren't feeling it. I don't know. We just, we, I saved the notes She kept asking me. She's like, do
1: you want to do that podcast? I was like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) So, um, sorry that it was so long, but that's why we did try to make one last week. And we just were not feeling it at all. Like, that we just were not into that case. It wasn't good. So, I did save those notes for a different time when we can, like, revisit it. But, um, we're doing a different case this week. And this one is going to be amazing. Just... You, the the wait was worth it. You guys, that's all I'm gonna say.
1: The wait was oh, worth
0: it. Um, since it's been a couple weeks since we talked to you guys, we got our matching tattoos.
1: We did, we did. Um, we no, we oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, we haven't told them that. We yet. haven't told them that. So we went down. It was a Thursday. We decided to get matching tattoos. We ha- had a surprise. We went to. <laughs> <laughs> we, no, we had, didn't. like, a wild – we had kind of a wild weekend. So my kids were in Mexico, so I was like, hey, Lauren, we can do whatever we want this weekend. And, and like, my her son was bad. at her dad's – at his dad's. And so, um, yeah, we just kind of, like – just went off the rails for like a few days, which is great. It made my soul happy. I was like, I actually feel so good. I'm like, I want to do it again. <laughs> no, by Sunday, we're like, let's never do this by again. Saturday. Dude, uh, mine was definitely Sunday. But yeah, no, we were like, okay, it's it's time to calm her down. Yeah. Simmer yeah. down, girls.
0: Well, speaking of that, we have decided that we are going to do a second podcast and it's going to be like recaps of our weekends and like past experiences because we've had a lot of people give us feedback about our banter and they want to know more about all our crazy shit. And we're like, oh, well,
1: no problem. We actually can tell you we guys didn't want to annoy you guys. Yeah, we didn't want to annoy you
0: guys and kind of embarrass ourselves. But we're kind of like, you know what? Fuck it. So okay. we are going to do that. Fuck I don't it. know exactly when we're going to like we're going to get to it, but. It's coming. It's I can't be, promise it'll be yeah. in the next week or anything like that. But it, it definitely is coming and we're calling it Boys Who Cry because SpongeBob.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And like because of my life.
0: And we have like <laughs> friends and stuff that we want to bring on to, like that we hang out with on the weekends, like just fuck around, laugh. Like we were joking about putting up like a camera in my house so we can like catch all our. Dude, funny. I
1: really <laughs> think that that would be the funniest thing if we finally like put up a camera. Yes. I mean, not every. Just so that we can be like, dude, do you remember with this and this and this? Because I feel like we, we always forget. talk and then we're like. But then what happened?
0: I Every single weekend, I'm like, I don't really remember the conversations. And you, like, remind me of what I was, like, talking to people about. And I'm like, what? I wish I remembered that.
1: <laughs> I'm like, now everyone's like, look around Lauren's house. Make sure there's no cameras. All my friends are like, we don't want to hang out there anymore. That's weird. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. So we so got matching my- tattoos. Um. I don't know what we else. We to Salt
0: Lake for work.
1: Dude, I had We to a salt Lake.
0: We're doing the boys who cry.
1: I just worked my ass off all week already, I feel like. I'm just ready for the weekend. Yeah, yeah and it's Wednesday. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, I only have one more. No, I'm supposed to work Friday, too, but I'm not going to. I literally can't. I work Friday. I just have too many things that I need to do. I have lashes that I need to do. I have, like, too much shit. to go to my regular job (laughs) fuck that regular job so i guess we should go ahead and get into
0: this case because this is going to be the longest case that we've done so far but it's like going to be the best i think
1: i don't know i haven't heard anything about it she literally never tells me the things that she i had never heard this case before until
0: i did this research and at first i was like oh that's really interesting and then like i got more into it and i was like what the fuck because like there's so many twists and turns that you don't expect and honestly i'm i'm the first to admit that i'm very naive with a lot of things and i'm gullible you know this about yeah i mean like even with people being like oh i've done a threesome before i'm just like naive like you what like people actually do that (laughs) like you know what i mean i'm very naive with stuff like that or just anything come on
1: (laughs) think about it i just am
0: and i was like reading this case and i was like oh my god like it just really opened my eyes to how corrupt our government and police officers can be oh it's one of those oh boy oh boy oh boy
2: every week
1: is like a new they're like wonder what courtney's (laughs) gonna say about the police this week this one this is a doozy (laughs) Um, so uh
0: yeah it just really is like i'm like why do people not talk about this more like, people should know about this case.
1: Oh, my God. I want to hear it now. You could
0: do, like, probably a whole, like, just podcast on just this case. I had to just scrape the beginning of
1: it. Like, you could go so deep in all this shit. Uh, okay. Yeah. okay. So, let's get into it. Okay, let's get into this.
3: 17-year-old Kevin Ives and 16-year-old Don Henry were struck by a train near Alexander. The medical examiner has said that the boys were asleep and drugged with marijuana. The parents, however, disputed that claim and persuaded authorities to reopen the case. The probable reason there has been no justice for Kevin and Don's murders is because of why they were murdered. Answering that question leads to even more crimes. Crimes committed by government agencies. Kevin and Don were killed because they had stumbled onto a drug drop that hot summer night on the very same train tracks where their bodies would be later placed. We have multiple witness testimony to that. That drug
0: drop was part of a secret operation first being run by the late infamous cocaine smuggler Barry Seal.
3: who for years had believed Harmon and Garrett were sincerely trying to solve her son's murder, now realized they were the ones orchestrating the cover-up. There were people on the track, so a flashlight come on and then go back. Uh, They weren't looking in our direction, but we could see the light, and so we kind of quieted down and snuck up a little bit closer to see what was going on and there was five individuals uh... standing on the tracks one thing that struck my curiosity is uh... at the time my mother was dating uh... an attorney named dan uh... dan Harmon. i I knew him well enough to recognize him there were uh, two more individuals that uh, a few minutes after we got there uh... were walking down the railroad tracks that had a rifle uh, and what looked to be a flashlight they were more or less kind of minding their own business. Uh, and when they realized someone else was on the tracks, uh, they stopped and was fixing to turn around when someone, uh, or Danny, motioned for them to come closer uh, over to where they were. Uh, they hesitated and eventually ended up uh, walking on towards the rest of the group. While my head was turned, I heard what sounded like a gunshot. I saw a flash, as you would expect, with a gunshot at night. We were pretty much terrified and bolted. The people at the track that night, to my knowledge, were Dan Harmon, Keith McCaskill, Larry Rochelle, I do know that the boys were watching the drop site, okay,
1: and they got curious as to what was being dropped there.
0: Okay, so this case is called the Boys on the Tracks. <laughs> Your face. Oh okay, so this takes place in 1987 in Bryant, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um which is, like, 16 miles southwest outside of Little Rock, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Um, I read that it was reported to have, like, between 2,900 to, like, 5,000 people so live there. So town. it's a small town. But, you know, Little Rock's a bigger town. So it's, yeah. like, a little suburb outside of Little Rock. Um, this was in August. hmm And the two people that this happens to is 16-year-old Don Henry and 17-year-old Kevin Ives. Okay. So, on the night of August 22nd, 1987, Kevin asked to stay at Don's. His mother, Linda, was not excited about this because he had stayed at Don's before. Mhm. And Curtis, Don's dad, had called her the next day to be like, "Are the boys at your house?" And oh. so she originally thought like, "Do they do a switcheroo here because they were supposed to be at your house?" Yeah. And he was like, um, "Oh, I'll I'll figure out where they're at or whatever." Well, it they ended up finding out that they had actually went to another friend's house and stayed because Don and his dad Curtis got into an argument. You know what oh, it's like when yeah. you like fight with your parent when yeah. you're having a sleepover. And so they decided to leave and go to their other friend's house because they're 16 and 17 years old. Yeah, so they're like they can drive watch us. They have We're their own cars. The fuck out of here. Yeah.
1: But they should have known where the kids were. Like, that would bother the me, The dad, too. I don't think,
0: is very strict.
1: Yeah, but, okay, I don't feel like... I mean, I feel like, I guess I, I am kind of strict, but not. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like I would want to know where my kids are, even if they went to a, someone... Like, even yeah. if we got into an argument, or if they were specially over at someone else's house, it would not thrill me if they were, like, going no, over the to their mom house again. Yeah. Linda was Going mad. over to the house again, and then they're like, oh, we don't know where the
0: kids are. And Curtis being... Just, like, a low-key dad was just like, yeah, whatever. And yeah, Linda, whatever, we'll find the kids. Yeah, and Linda's like, what? So when Don, or not, I'm sorry, when Kevin asked to stay at Don's house this night, uh-huh. she wasn't, like, thrilled about the idea yeah, because that like, had happened no. in the past. Yeah. But he talked her into it like teenagers do. So Kevin went and stayed at Don Henry's house, which is Curtis Henry, his dad's house. So... um, They got home from the arcade because they'd been out of the arcade for a little bit until like midnight. And then after that, they went and asked Curtis if they could go spotlighting, and spotlighting is where you go hunting yeah. with a fucking... I used to do that all the time with Dude, coyotes. me too. But- yes! yes. Okay. So
1: me and the Clark boys, <laughs> if you guys are listening, um, they lived down, the down like, a mile from me, mm-hmm. and uh, they would always pick me up, or we would go and just go spotlight coyotes yeah. in the morning before school. Yeah. yeah.
2: We,
0: we would do it. I grew up in Ohio, and we would do it with um, raccoons. Oh, yeah. And and coyotes, if we had, like, yeah. coyotes bothering our chicken coop or whatever.
1: Sean and I used to do, it too. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, like, I've I read this was reported where people were like, what's spotlighting and stuff like that? It is illegal. They're like, there's no, nothing can be in season during August. And I'm like, well, it's there's not, not a coyote season. <laughs> Anyways, that's what they were doing. I'm not sure what animals they were spotlighting. Probably anything that came within their paths. They're 16 and 17 years old. They're shooting it. Yeah, I'm not a big deal. So they asked their dad or I'm sorry, Don asked Curtis, his dad, if they could go spotlighting. And of course him being a dad and they've all been avid hunters and Don knows the woods like the back of his hands. Yeah, dude. Yeah, like he was like, Yeah, go ahead, go for it. Yeah. Like this is the last weeks before school. Like they're just having a good time with the end of their summer. So he's like, Yeah, go ahead. And so um they left the house around 1230 a.m., so at this point it would be like the early hours of August 23rd. Mm-hmm. At about 4 a.m., a train conductor named Jerry Tomlin and some of his crew members were operating a mile-long freight train. The members ran to Jerry to let him know that they spotted a dark spot on the train tracks because, you know, they're trained, like, yeah. they're yeah, watching. For, to watch Yes, that. Yeah. to make sure you don't hit something um Bad. yeah so jerry uh, needed to assess the situation to see if they needed to emergency stop the train because like in the past if there's something like a dog or a deer or a cow they just hit it yeah but they have to assess like if, if, they, like, if they can hit they it stop. Or, yeah. or yeah or not yeah
1: well dude the kids they can't stop you know not on a dime not no. on a dime so, and yeah. so
0: they shine the brights at the spot where they had seen on the tracks and there was like a flash that came back when they shined the light so it was like reflecting off of something yeah And um, they noticed it was reflecting off of a twenty-two, a rifle that was laying there. And as they moved closer, they realized that there was two boys lying on the tracks. And they were about 100 feet away from them, and the train was going 55 miles per hour. Oh, my gosh. So, of course, they immediately pulled the emergency brake and started blowing the train's whistle over and over again to get them to move. Because they knew that more than likely they would not be able to get this train to stop stop before hitting them. So... They reported that the, they noticed as they got closer that the boys were covered in a green tarp from the waist down. They were lying still with their arms down to their sides with a rifle next to one of them.
1: Oh my god.
0: Uh, Jerry and the crew members noticed that the boys never moved at all, which was really weird to them. Like, this bothered them right from the get-go. Like, we're honking and blasting the yeah. horn, and you are not even Moving. flinching. Well, like, you they, can't are they be... Are tied up? They're no. tied up. No. But you cannot be... Awake or alive, and laying on the train tracks because you can feel the vibrations and shit. Yeah, like dude, dude, can you imagine? Yeah, yeah. So this really bothered them that the boys didn't even flinch. Of course, they couldn't stop in time, and they hit the boys. They said that they could feel the train hit each one, and even like hear the gravel move. Like it was like an uh, like a rhythmic thing. So of course this really bothered them. So immediately Jerry called the police, and the nine one one operator asked if there was any injuries, and he responded, "No, but there's certainly death. There has to be death."
1: Oh God, that's he so just felt so sucks. terrible, you know? That's sad.
0: Yeah, it is. So he also called the train that was coming in the other direction on the parallel tracks, and he let them notice stop because there would be a crime scene investigation, uh, because of what had just yeah. happened. When the train came to a complete stop, Jerry and the crew members got out with their flashlights to assess what had just happened. They found about 35 cars back, pieces of toes and fingers. Yeah, dude. They found a torso and a head as well. They immediately noticed, like, right away. They were like, there's a lack of blood because they've hit other things like animals. Oh, yeah. And there's just, like, bright blood everywhere when you do that. But they noticed there wasn't that much blood, and the blood that they did see was, like, a dark purple color.
1: Which means they've already been dead.
0: That's exactly right. That yeah. Yes, because that means there's not been—it's o- not fresh blood. Right. It's, there's it's not as much oxygen ox- yeah. in, in the blood. Yeah. And so they immediately noticed that. Um, yeah, this is just sad. We'll have Riley do a fun fact.
1: Okay. Most
0: caterpillars die from
1: rectal prolapse. Fun facts with Riley.
0: So the Saline County Sheriff's Department showed up around 4.40 a.m. This was about 13 minutes after the 911 call was made. A state patrol officer also heard the call and was nearby, so he just stopped in to see if they needed some help. But he stayed back because this was the Sheriff's Department's jurisdiction, Uh which I'm just kind of like good let's go ahead and get those egos of flaring right yeah right off the fucking right bat. off the <laughs> bat, i wrote there i was just like them. let's just go ahead and tell the state police to fuck off essentially yeah like you know right off from the bat which you know this isn't I, oh, yeah. you know how this i feel about the sheriff's department <laughs> yeah which you know how i feel about sheriff's departments yeah. i always feel like it should be handed off to a higher power i just mm-hmm. feel like they always fuck shit up so anyways Jerry and the crew showed the officers what they had seen and found. They were pretty shook up about the boys, like I said, not moving even an inch. And it just felt like to them that um, they would have moved. So the officers immediately started saying that they were going to treat this like just a regular traffic accident, which caught the crew off guard. They were like, what? What? This yeah. is not like a regular traffic accident. Yeah. Uh, immediately the state, state trooper that had stopped there to help Was like, this should be kept open and investigated because it didn't seem like a normal traffic accident. And they essentially just told him to fuck off again. What? Yeah. It's like they're not even looking for evidence. They're just already being like, eh. No. It's probably like a suicide or
1: they were just like. Yeah, two boys with suicide Or an
0: accident. Dude, can you imagine the balls you would have to have to lay on that train track awake? Awake while both
1: they're of like... You?
2: Yeah, just not flinching? B- let's hold
1: hands, too. Not flinching? Fucking Romeo and Julietting it? <laughs> like, what? It's like, you fucking dumb cops.
0: So then the EMT showed up on the scene, and they noticed the blood was dark purple as well. The bigger pieces of the bodies, they also noted, looked like mannequins because they'd been dead for a while. Oh, no. And they were like, this is not... A traffic accident, but yeah. of course the sheriff's department was like, of yes, course, it just is. Saying they were handling it like a traffic accident. So next, the officers let the other train that was stopped. They just go ahead and gave it the go. They, they gave it to go, the go ahead to just go on through. They hadn't My even God. collected evidence or anything, and they just let the other train that had stopped go on through. Fucking keep going, bud. Uh, There's just, nothing. Let's just nothing have another to train here. come through this crime Nothing. Scene. Nothing to see here. Yeah, I'm like, you guys are dumb as fuck. I mean, it is the eighties, but come on, so the of, off- yeah of the eighties <laughs> yeah. so the officers were also dismissing Jerry and the crew member's statements like they were trying to doubt the gun they, they told him there was a gun there, and they were like, the alleged gun. The police were like, Where is it then? It's obviously into pieces.
1: <laughs> yeah, like he said that he fucking saw it shining back. That would be the only way that he even probably saw anything. Yeah, well, then they also told him there was no green tarp and that that must have just been an optical
0: illusion because they never recovered one from the scene. It got hit. (laughs)
1: Oh, my God. Guys, we're in my bathroom. My dogs are in here, so sorry. (laughs) No, but literally, like, of course the tarp got ripped in fucking shreds. It was a fucking train. It was a
0: tarp. Yeah. The train
1: will literally murder, like, It probably slice. got sucked up under it. It'll slice cows in half. I know. More like, than half. Yeah, like, into pieces. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, that must not have been there. Must have been an optical illusion. Literally a cow smoothie. Yes. <laughs> it's not
0: fucking... It's not a joke.
1: Yeah, they're just like, oh, tarp so must not have like, been there.
0: Yeah, so they were just pretty much being like, what gun? Like, this, this alleged gun? And they were like, there's no... No tarp. Like, you guys just had an optical illusion. They didn't even seem to be looking for evidence, which was bothering everyone. Like, the crew members and the state patrol well, officers, Especially the, the EMTs. crew members,
1: because they're like, dude, we saw they something. They felt horrible. And, and they saw something. They're mm-hmm. like, this is not just a... This is not a Why traffic accident. It? Why don't you just investigate
0: everything and then decide?
1: Yeah. You're... Dude. Please. So
0: Going annoying. into the scene once again with an idea already preconceived instead of just letting the and fucking... Then, you're supposed to let the crime scene talk to you. Yeah. But instead they go in there being like, This is what happened before they even see the scene. And it's Sick. just frustrating. So, anyways, they never believed there was a gun. And then till like later they did finally recover pieces of the guns. So they admitted that there was a gun, but they never did admit there was a tarp because they never found any
1: pieces of the tarp.
0: Like you're stupid as fuck. It got sucked up into the train somewhere. Yeah.
1: it Literally is probably in the train, yeah. like in the you know. Did you investigate the
0: train? But you didn't.
1: Probably not because they're not even looking in any any kind of evidence anywhere. I know.
0: So Curtis Henry, which is Don's dad, woke up at 5 a.m. like he always did. And he noticed the boys weren't back from spotlighting yet. He knew that they were supposed to be out hunting and he was like, this is weird. They should be back by now. So he went driving to where they were supposedly at um, and drove around the back roads to see if he could find them. He ran into a deputy that was driving there as well, and he asked if they had seen two boys in the area. The officer asked who Curtis was looking for, but he didn't want to give names because he knew that what the boys were doing was illegal. So he just said, you know, never mind. And the deputy said no, he hadn't seen any boys, even though he knew that two boys were hit on the train tracks earlier.
1: That's fucked.
0: Yeah. Dude, what? (laughs) I know. So then after that, Curtis couldn't find the boys, and he called Linda Ives, Kevin's mom, to let her know that he hadn't seen the boys and asked if they had went there. So, of course, Linda's like, again? Once again, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Be a dad. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, where are the kids? And he's like, don't worry. Like, I'll find them. Don knows that, that area to hunt, like, the back of his hand. They'll be back soon. Like. Whatever. So, of course, she's probably like, then why are you calling me then? Like, if there's no reason well, to worry. Well, it
1: probably freaked her. it probably oh, it freaked did. him out that, she, that he hadn't found him yet. Yeah, because so he's, he's like,
0: probably, ah, fuck.
1: This is someone else's thing so Never mind. Never mind. Yeah. They're
0: going to come back. So, a few hours later, around noon, Curtis ended up calling Linda back and stated that she needed to come quick because, in quotes, they've been shot and tied to the railroad tracks and they've been run over by the train.
1: Linda what was shocked. What the fuck? How would he know? Why would he say that, though? Well, so
0: Linda was shocked, and she didn't even really believe him because it was such an outrageous statement. When she got to to Curtis's house, she noticed that uh, Kevin's 87 Camaro was parked there, so she actually felt relieved because she felt like the boys were there and everything was fine. But when she got out of the car, a deputy came out of the house and greeted her. So then she was like, fuck, and her stomach dropped. Um, Curtis came running out and once again said that that... The boys had been shot and tied to the railroad tracks and hit by the train, and um, the police officer was like, "No, that's not what happened." So Curtis said that he heard that from the neighbor. So I don't know how the neighbor was how already gossiping. That's what I'm
1: gonna say like what?
0: Yeah, I don't know. News travels fast in a small town. I
1: know, but dude, how would they? How would anyone know that unless someone said that? Well,
0: if they exactly, yeah, I don't know. They like, probably someone like. That knows the police somehow, like, you know, it's yeah, like but a game the of telephone.
1: Yeah, but the police weren't even saying that. The police weren't even saying that they were... That's that, true. That anyone was shot. They were saying that it was a traffic fucking...
0: Well, they were treating it like a regular tra- traffic accident. They like were that. saying that it was either an accident or a suicide at that point.
1: Yeah, dude. So that would just be either. like somebody running around being like, yeah, we killed him and tied him to train tracks.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But his neighbors, that's what he said. He heard it from the neighbors. So the police officer was like, "No, that's not what happened. He said, like, "We haven't confirmed that it's the boys yet, but they're you looking at dental records and they should know by the next day on Monday." Um, he had asked Linda what um Kevin had been wearing that night, so she told him and it did corroborate with what they had found on the scene. Oh god. The reason that they were even led to Curtis Henry's house in the first place is because they had found a camo ball ha- ball cap with Little Rock Electric logo on it because that's where Curtis, Don's dad, worked. Mm -hmm. And he had actually been going to work with his dad to see if that was something that he'd be interested in doing. Yeah, when he got out of college. Um, His dad was pretty high up. Curtis was the superintendent at Little Rock Electric, and he knew that this was a hat that um, Don would have been wearing that night. So it was pretty much confirmed to them before dental records that this was the boys on the train track.
1: That's so sad. Yeah.
0: So... The news was spreading about what had happened, and people started going to the train tracks to like sightsee
1: because people just are nosy as fuck. Dude, that's so weird to me. Do I find that with every case? I know, and I, I, know, I find it's it weird. so fucking weird. You're like, oh my god, it's like the people that watch. Sorry, everybody out there that watches these, where they see like people get murdered in them. Oh, what is it? Yeah, I could. The, what are the? Um, it's like a movie. I don't know. It's a movie that like it's real, real like things. That, yes. Where people, like, commit suicide or That's they get terrible. shot. And they, like, watch it. And I'm like, why would you want to watch that? That, like, freaks me out. Yeah, dude. There's I mean, no it's way. the same thing, like, as the crime scene. Like, why would you run to that? It's <laughs> like when, I mean, not to get real morbid on everybody, but my grandpa, like, hung himself. And it was like the cops just left him in the tree. And it's like, it was, they're honestly it was disgusting they're and sad. It was really hard. But, like, and... But, like, some of the people in my family were like, where's he at? And I'm like, dude, why in the fuck do you want to see that? Yeah. Why in the I fuck wouldn't. do you want to see that, dude? I, like, I was, like, in tears. Like, I didn't even want to be at the house around people. Right, and, and, and they're like, all like, I want to like, see <laughs> It's like, what the fuck's wrong with you guys? People have fucking a morbid, morbid curiosity. Weird fucking thing.
0: Yeah, people really do. So people were starting to go down to the train tracks because, of course, the police never taped it off as a crime scene or anything like that. So people were assholes. being nosy. Yeah, they just had no respect, honestly. So a group of people ended up finding a severed foot left by the train tracks that the police that had the police missed. didn't pick up because yeah, they, they don't do it. their
1: fucking job. Exactly. One job.
0: Yeah, one job. <laughs> Friends of the Ives found a stained piece of cardboard that looked like it had possibly used to drag bodies up to the tracks. So they of course collected that. Um and then people also found pieces of the twenty two that had been uh on the tracks that night that matched the one that don henry had been carrying and when don's clothes were returned to his family they found a small bag of weed in his pocket that contained about 1.9 grams so the cops missed this they didn't even check the pockets of his clothes before they gave it back to the family like, they obviously weren't fuck, investigating dude? they, this they didn't all. even
1: care
2: no
0: and so the families were upset by all of this, obviously, on top of the fact that the sheriff's department was starting to say this was a possible suicide instead of an
1: accident, and then they yeah, weren't even investigating. two fucking teenage kids. Literally, come on. Well, not like, only that, but I'm not saying that they're not brave. To lay there, brave, there brave, and not but Yes, move. but I'm saying, like, two... And- Okay, you flinch. see your friend fucking get hit. You're like, fucking, I don't want to do this. Yeah. No, I'm out. Yeah, like, no, you know what no I mean? Way. There's no way that they're just like, just close your eyes and let's just do don't it even together. Yeah, yeah, no fucking way. Especially with way, the horn dude. blaring. Yeah, no, no way.
0: So, about a week after the boys' funerals, the chief medical examiner of Arkansas named Dr. Fami Malik was hired by governor. Okay, so this is some like background into FAMI because he's pretty important in this story. Okay. Um, he was hired by the governor, Bill Clinton, because he was the governor of Arkansas <laughs> of before he was,
1: a fucking coarse he was. <laughs> <course> he, was. <laughs>
0: he was the governor of Arkansas before, uh, he was president. Yeah. So in 1979, FAMI Malik, Malik was, uh, hired. Um, and so he went and met with the families. There was also two deputies present for this meeting and a member of the state patrol, which the families immediately were like, This is good news because they were trying to get this pass to the state patrol and out of the sheriff department's hands.
1: Yeah, because the sheriff department yeah, does they suck. Mean nothing. Yeah.
0: But um, that's not what was happening, and it's actually pretty weird to have two deputies and a state patrol officer present for them to just meet as the family with the medical examiner. It's like, yeah, why are you guys weird. there? It's pretty weird. Um, and so the families thought this was good news. Larry Ives, which was Kevin's dad who had found the cardboard, handed over the stained cardboard they'd found and turned it into the state officer because they knew that the the sheriff's office did not have the technology to properly test this evidence, right. so they wanted to make sure and turn it into people that could actually... That could do something yes, about it. Yes, and see if this was the boy's blood on the cardboard. Yes. Um, just so... Or
1: see if there's something else on the cardboard, dude exactly. There could have been there was other a DNA. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, they just so you know, the cardboard was never documented as being received or tested or seen again, so pretty much the police were like, we never
1: we never what saw that fucking shit we yeah. don't we're never gonna turn that in because god forbid we go against the boys in blue yeah. our brotherhood they so, fucking hate that bullshit
0: yeah and just a side note as well kevin's dad was also a train conductor and he was just lucky that he wasn't the one working in that location that night driving the, the train that oh hit his son god.
1: could you imagine no but you know that like oh and you know what? The only good thing I can see out of that is that he does know that how hard it would be to stop too. Oh no, he doesn't you know blame what I mean. Like, yeah, but like, I mean, we're
0: gonna find out the kids were dead before they were. Yeah, ever oh yeah.
1: But I'm just saying, like, there's just a lot of things because you would. I feel like as a parent, you just like go back and forth oh, on all these yeah. different things, and I feel like at least he can rule that out and like be like, "There's just no, you know." Yeah.
0: That's no, just it's how terrible. It goes. Yeah. yeah. So Malik, the, the, um, um, uh, yeah, no, not the coroner. Sorry. I'm freaking having a brain fart right now. The, um, the medical examiner. Yeah. Immediately struck the family like in a wrong way because he took pictures of each person and made them
1: sign a paper saying that they
0: had attended the meeting. Dude. I
1: don't think that that's bad. It's just weird. That is kind of weird, but then again, dude, because I feel like sometimes people will go in and be like, oh, and then like lie about, you know what I mean? I know that sounds weird, but then he can at least like put pictures with that and be like, yeah, this is, this person, this is his mom, right? If he was to go to court or anything, he could be like, no, his mother was there. Here she is. And like, be like, this is his mom. I really think that that's actually not, that's not a bad thing.
0: Okay. Well, then he gave them the report that he had made and the boys, it read this, it read like this. The boys were unconscious in a deep sleep on the railroad tracks under the psychedelic influence of THC. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's just it so fucking stupid. It's just so 80s though, right? Like, yeah. oh yeah, like we're just so fucking psychedelics. Stoned.
0: So, of course, the parents were like, um... Well, so so he said they were under the psychedelic influence of THC, which resulted in them being hit by the train causing their accidental deaths. Of course, the parents were like questioning this being like, weed will make you pass out on the railroad tracks and you won't move at all with the train like honking its horn. the horn no
1: yeah. dude they were
0: like and not moving at all like the tracks shake it's like scary you would have to wake up like i don't think the, that weed would literally make you pass out in a state that you can't even like wake up it wouldn't so of course Dr. Malik was started getting. He started getting angry when they started questioning his findings. Like pretty much being like, "How dare you? Like I'm a fucking expert. I'm an expert. I'm
1: the boss." Which
0: to which I say, "You're actually a public servant. Cops. You actually work for them. Their tax dollars pay you, and you actually are a public servant. So you work for them." Fucking shut up. (laughs) So, anyways. Um, they asked him to explain how the boys would be unconscious from smoking weed. In which Dr. Malik drew a line. <laughs> Dude, you're gonna fucking shit your pants. He drew a line on a board with 100 on top and five on the bottom, like um, like a like a fraction. Yeah. And he pointed to the 100 and said, "This is how much THC was in the boys' bodies." A hundred percent. A hundred
1: percent of their body was THC.
2: <laughs> and so, of course,
0: the, fuck, no, the parents were like, what does that mean? Like, what's the measurement? What's of the
1: hundred and the five? Yeah, Where's the five coming from, bud? You just go five, ten, fifteen, twenty? <laughs> up to a hundred? Or yeah. what? They were like, what's the
0: measurement of this? So then he like snapped back and was like, units. And they were like, what does units of weed mean? What is the what is a what is the units? measurement of a unit?
1: Yeah, like is, this, <laughs> like is it units our... compared to the blood that they store in their body? You're like... not answering
0: our question at all. Like you, he's like
1: their fucking blood is a hundred percent THC now. Yeah, he's like, why are you not understanding me? And they're like, this makes no fucking sense because you're a tard. We yeah. don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about, buddy.
0: <laughs> so, anyways. The families were not convinced. Then Doctor Malik got really irritated, and he pulled out an envelope of the autopsy photos and told them that everything they needed to know was in there. So, of course, the families were like, "We don't want to look at these pictures of the autopsies. We're asking you
1: about toxicology. Yeah, these, are, these are devastating pictures. Yeah. We don't want to see our babies." How does this answer questions about up.
0: toxicology? Like, how insensitive could you fucking be?
1: Well, he does work for the cops, so yeah. The state. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, Linda, who was Kevin's mom, said that she was, she said, how would looking at, like I said, how would looking at pictures of my dead son have answered my questions concerning the toxicology, like the weight in his body? Malik again pushed them to look at the pictures. A deputy that was sitting there with them, because I told you there was a deputy present, intervened and told Dr. Malik to stop. And then he looked at the family and was like, 20 joints.
2: (laughs) (laughs) can't even hold a straight face.
0: 20 joints? So they were like, what? And they were like, how would you know? And he said that Dr. Malik had told the sheriff's department that the boys would have had to smoke 20 joints to get that high of amount of THC in them. I'm like, what are you kidding me? Like, I know this is the eight. Like, what are you talking about? It's the 80s, but are you this fucking dumb? 20 like, joints? joints?
1: That would <laughs> so be like... Stupid. Dude, they didn't. <laughs> I know, I'm just saying fuck it's just this is the shit this is exactly like Jalea fucking davis when her friends like she had 27 shots and you're just like you have to be out of your fucking mind if you think that someone's walking around after 27 shots or 20 joints they are laying actually after 20 joints you're right smoke no no one can do that so, and if you can give us a ring, give us a little like, get, let, let us know. <laughs> yeah, because we want to hang Cause we, out with you. <laughs> Cuz we want to we want to record you in Dallas on on the weekend. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you're invited hey, you're invited over for an after party, buddy. <laughs> Let's see what we can fucking come up with. <laughs> so anyways, the parents
0: were like, how did they get 20 joints out of this tiny bag you guys found on them? <laughs> like
1: yeah and they're like was what like, bag it, it was
0: like a dime bag on yeah,
1: them. you know they're teenagers a bu- they're, not they're not buying fucking but they're not buying an ounce of fucking weed they're like actually let's get an ounce of this shit they're not smoking they're not 20 joints. this one guy i know <laughs>
0: so the family's <laughs>
1: <laughs> ah yeah, fuck it i'll buy an ounce of that what the fuck
0: <laughs> so stupid so he said um or the families were not happy, obviously. So they hired a different doctor to do a second autopsy, and this was J.T. Francisco from Memphis. Um, he was charging the families two hundred dollars an hour, which remember this was in the eighties, so that's and higher like, than it is oh now. Oh my God! Yeah. Well, they paid for it, and he said that he would test both boys' blood and urine from Kevin because Don's bladder was completely destroyed, so it couldn't be tested. But sad, I know. But he was saying that he would test both boys' blood and Kevin's urine. Um, in this autopsy, they were not happy to hear that the results came back agreeing with Dr. Malik. The parents were like, what? How did you like come to the same result? They were looking at the paperwork and they realized that he had only tested Kevin's urine. They had n- tested no blood. So they asked Dr. Francisco about this, and he said that Dr. Malik's lab met state standards, and so did his. So since one test on the urine matched what Dr. Malik had found with their testing, they decided from an inference that they didn't have to do any more testing because they both met state standards. So like Okay. Just, so, like, just inference it. So,
1: like, we <laughs> just paid you all this money for fucking Like, literally, nothing. you
0: did one test and said, oh, this one matches, so they must so all match. It all matches. You dumb fucks. Yeah, they're like, what the fuck? So, like, they started wondering, like, what made him change his mind? Because he was, like, down to, like, help us. And then all of a sudden, he was just like, oh, he was right. Like someone, like, like, someone talked to him. Yeah. Yeah. So then Linda Ives, which is Kevin's mom, held a pre- press conference after this because she's fucking pissed. This was in February of 1988.
1: Well, dude, that's her baby. Yeah. She like, roasted she
0: roasted how the police handled this, she roasted their investigation, she roasted Dr. Malik, all of them, which good. <laughs> good for her. Good for um, her. She discussed how the case was handled so poorly and the next day Richard Garrett, which was the district deputy prosecuting attorney, told them that he thought that they had accepted this ruling of the accidental death and had no idea that they were unhappy with the sheriff's investigation. Did you
1: really not know? Yeah, you didn't know. You didn't know? That's what I said. Okay.
0: So he told them he would hold a prosecutor's hearing to decide if the case could be reopened so they could get another autopsy. So this made the family happy. Yeah. Then he introduced them to private attorney... Dan Harmon, which keep his name in mind.
1: Um, let me tell you do not go with any private anything that the cops say to do like well, no. oh go with go with this guy because that's the best guy. Richard like- Garrett
0: is a is a prosecuting attorney for the district. he's not a oh. cop. Well, I oh, guess he okay, kind of, so but, he but works he,
1: for the cops, though. Yes. Like, yes. okay, so what I'm saying is don't don't go with anyone that works for the cops, is around the, state, the cops, the likes county, the government, yep. does the things. Dude, you got to go for the people <laughs> does the that things. does the things with the cops. Yeah, anything the cops say. I just, like, no, you got to go on your own. You got to find some fucking black, like, under, underground shit yeah. and then be like, black I market. want him. I want him to be the person because he's going to come up and he's actually going to do his job. He's going to get paid for what he like. He's like, I actually need the money. And you're going to like, you're actually going to get results. The other people that all the, that work for the government, work for the fucking city, work for the fucking police, you're going to get exactly what the police want you to know because they don't give a fuck about it. You know, they
0: have their own, fucking they have their own agenda. Yep. So just saying He is friends with Dan Harmon. Yeah. Richard Garrett is. And he, Richard Garrett is a district attorney, but Dan Harmon is a private attorney. So he introduced them to be a special prosecutor to organize a grand jury to look at the evidence and decide if Dr. Malik's autopsy was wrong. So the jury did not agree with Dr. Malik and they thought that this was not an accident, but actually a possible homicide. So this helped the families thank god and a judge allowed the boys bodies to be exhumed for another autopsy and this time it was going to be by dr joe burton in atlanta because they wanted to use somebody that was good and also not in that area in that area yeah Yeah. exactly so dr burton found that the thc levels that dr malik had found in the boys was incorrect and they actually had smoked around possibly two joints.
1: That sounds, that more, sounds so fucking much much more That real. sounds so much more real. Not 20 yeah. joints, you dumb bitch. Yeah, you
0: fucking liar.
1: So he's he, like 20 100. 100 100 here. 100 <laughs> units of weed. They're like <laughs> what? What is 100 this mean? What is it even comparing
0: it to? <laughs> yeah. So he also found uh, Dr. Burton also found that um, Don had Um, so he, sorry, he examined Don and Henry's shirt, Don Henry's shirt and discovered there was a cut that had not matched the other tears caused by the train. And so he sent it off to a private lab and they tested it. They had found blood found by the cut, indicating that Don had not only bled from whatever injury this was, so it was probably before he got hit by the train, But also um, they found that it was cut with like a sharp blade, like scissors or a knife. It would not have been from like being hit from the train. Dude. They also examined Don's lower back uh, and they noticed the injuries there were consistent with the spot in the shirt. Showing that he was not hit by the train there, but this was actually more like a stab mark. Dr. Burton also noticed that Kevin had an injury on his face that did not align with any of the injuries from the train as well. He found that the injury actually matched with an injury that would be caused from the butt of a rifle, exactly like the one that they had that night. Oh, they can't 100% prove that this was the exact rifle, but it was definitely it was made definitely from, from a, a rifle, rifle, and it, and it most likely was face. Like, very probable that it was that rifle. So... Dr. Burton also found higher than expected fluid levels in the boy's lungs. To him, this meant that they did not they die drowned.
1: fast. They drowned. No, their they No, they didn't drown, no. but they
0: so they didn't die fast, though. Like no, the they, they drowned them. in
1: their own blood. Like they like is you know when you get stabbed in the in lungs, it literally will like drown you. You actually drown. Uh, is yeah, that pa- not what it is. I didn't say that in the
0: report. Oh, okay. It just said like like if you get hurt or you die. You start sucking um, before blood before you get hit, and like before you get hit by a train. Like if you like like just say you just die and you're laying there because yeah. you're dead, you'll start having fluid pull around your cool. lungs. Yes,
1: okay, like your it's like drowning. it could be, yeah, yeah.
0: And, and but but so that happened, and then they got hit by the train. But if they were to be hit by the train when they were still alive, they wouldn't have had all that fluid pulling, right? So that made him think they were definitely dead before they were hit by the train, like they were laid on the tracks, dead, which yeah. pretty much corroborates what everyone thinks. And they knew
1: they knew that the trains were coming, dude. They knew that they would yeah, get. Yeah, they had to. Have. Yeah, whoever they it was, they were trying to cover like, it up. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So this caused the case to be reopened and changed from um, accident to undetermined. Finally, So they can keep investigating it. Yeah, thank you. Um, so they're gonna
1: keep. They're gonna keep um, looking into this. And not really looking into (laughs) Pretty much.
0: Yeah. So Dr. Malik was starting to get questioned by everyone because this is a small town and they're all being like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, why are you so dumb? Yeah, like, you're supposed to be our medical examiner and you're acting like this and you're doing dumb fucking shit like this. Like, you were really wrong in that. So, like, we don't like that. So the Sheriff's Department held a press conference right after this, stating that they believed that Dr. Malik's findings were correct and they were still on his side. What? Yep. And even though oh, the fucking cat is meowing, let it in. Come on, meow. Come on in, mister. So, anyways, um, they were still on his side even though the uh the um medical examiner, Doctor Burton, from um, Atlanta had found other things. So the Arkans Arkans. The Arkansas state senator spoke on the record to say that he reviewed Dr. Malik's report and that he also had the most respect for him, and he also supported his findings. Of course he did. Like, you, we literally have found things <clears throat> That are going opposite,
1: but yeah. But you
0: just go ahead, do. and I hope you
1: fucking sleep well at night. No, it's kind of like the doctors— like you're going on the record saying this? Dude, it's kind of like doctors around town, too. They're like—they don't want to go against each other, so they'll just be like, well— that's not how I would do it, but I respect them. You know yeah. what I mean? And you're like, just fucking say they did the fucking procedure wrong. Yeah. They you got to fucking screw through your, your nerve, you know? But they're like, no, we don't want to go against them. Which this them. started
0: making people be like, why is he getting so much support from higher up people? Like the Arkansas State Center, Senator is literally like supporting you and releasing a statement. Why? It's weird. Why are you backing him? Yeah. So people began to dig into Malik's past, and they found that in 1979, like I said, he was hired by Bill Clinton. Before that, he was the assistant medical examiner in the state of Arkansas. When Clinton hired him as medical examiner, Malik didn't even meet the state standards to be a medical examiner. He only met the state standards to be the assistant.
1: Oh, my God, dude. That'd be like me becoming a dentist. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They're like, we want her. i like, absolutely. I've worked under one, so I know that I can fucking well, work. Well, because Clinton on your teeth. was the
0: governor, so he's the one that appoints them,
1: the medical uh, examiner. Dude, come on. He let fucking Monica Lewinsky just I blow him, <laughs> and then like, sorry to the people that I had to get my dick sucked. Like, pretty much the same thing. I here. was gonna lie because it didn't happen, but yes, it did. <laughs> like, we all know he's a fucking loon, dude. Yeah, liar. He's a liar yeah. for sure.
0: For sure, and we're only going to prove that more with this case. Oh, good, good, I good. I love good, these good, kind good. of cases. So when Clinton hired him, anyways, it was like, what the fuck? And no one knew this until people started looking into this case. So Democrats, no, (laughs) was he? Yes, (laughs) I didn't know. Fucking Democrat, (laughs) dude. Yeah. Okay. So Clinton hired him anyways. They also found that there was a bunch of crazy autopsies that Dr. Malik had done in the past that seemed to be covers cover ups. This wasn't the first time he had like a crazily stupid fucking finding. Um, such as here's some examples: a man who was decapitated, but Malik ruled that he died of an ulcer at home and that his dog gnawed his head off. Like, that doesn't happen. Shut the fuck up. The family was like, what? A hundred!
1: <laughs> the hundred can think now is just yeah, the, dude, that. Dude, yeah. We're definitely like, always just, like, referencing literally that. Like, it's literally going to be, yeah. Like, it's going to be like this fucking, it's like, <laughs> fuck around and find out. And then it's just going to be like, a hundred units. A hundred units right here. You see that? Fuck around and find out. <laughs> <laughs> the stupidest. The dumbest fucking graph you could then, ever imagine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That doesn't even make any sense. Like, no. What's the five
1: referencing? He's like, if there is 100 out of five, <laughs> they're definitely at 20 joints.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, I'm dividing. 100 yeah, divided by five. 20. 20. <laughs> yes. <Stupid>. Dude, what? <laughs> so, um, yeah, they said that he had said that the dog had gnawed the head off when the guy was clearly killed and decapitated. Um, another time... There was uh, someone who had been shot three times in the chest with a shotgun, and he ruled it a suicide. What? <laughs> He's like, like or I'm first... sorry, twice in the chest, once in the head
1: with He's a like, shotgun. They're like twice in the fucking chest with a shotgun. Didn't kill me, but I got myself good There's when I no did it in the you head. Do that no, yourself dude. with a
0: shotgun. Like
1: you are No, so the shotgun is like... Dude, it's literally like blowing fucking holes <laughs> yes, through everything. Yes. He's like... Especially they're like, at oh. close range. <laughs> yeah, dude. <what? laughs> How would you even do it in your chest? You're holding it out like this. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be impossible almost. So... Uh, to even pick your arms up after the first blow exactly. through the chest might be really tough. <laughs> yeah. Or the face.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you am alive. You just, you, It's just... A lot of shit in this case you'll find you just can't even laugh at it because it's just so outrageous that just, it's not I'm funny. Or you're just, I'm going to laugh
1: because it's not funny, but I just get, it's nervous habit of well, just laughing yeah. like, what the
0: fuck? And it's just like, this isn't even like believable. It's so
1: stupid. You know what I mean? I hate, yes. <laughs> so and I hate that. That's the worst. <laughs> it really like, is. Like, you're literally going to just make me fucking feel like a dumbass because I'm calling you out on your dumb stupid shit. lie. Yeah, Your dumb lie.
0: Yeah. So I will go into more detail about these deaths later and who they were because they are involved with this case. But um, just so you guys can kind of have an idea of how stupid Dr. Malik is, I am gonna kill this guy. <laughs> so um, the public started to demand that Dr. Malik resign, so that Bill Clinton, or I'm sorry, they t- they started demanding that he would resign because of like, what the fuck? You are fucking up autopsies left and right, sir. So Bill Clinton hired two out-of-state pathologists to review his reports, and they all agreed with his findings and even suggested that he get a raise. Oh, my God. I hate them. (laughs) Like, dude, they're like, they're like,
1: and make sure that you ask for the raise.
0: Bill Clinton's like, I'm going to hire you guys under the table real quick to just, like, come in here and act like you're doing a stand-up job, but actually I want you to just say that he's doing a great fucking job. And then
1: I want you also to say that he's getting a raise and that i do not know monica lewinsky the fucking jesus god fucking
0: the goddamn government <laughs> it's so much how he talks okay so yeah they suggested that he get a raise so bill clinton's like cool 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 so he proposed a
1: 41% raise and the legislature 41% that's like fucking half actually and you're going to get a fucking great raise too bud jesus
0: so the legislat- le- legislator approved it, and the raise came out to be around $14,000 more a year. So this means by doing the math, he was making about $45,000 a year before that, and now he's making about sixty. And remember... And this is the, the 80s, 80s, dude. Yeah, this is the 80s. So he's making some good money. Um, So yeah, it's like, let's just give this man a raise after he does all that stupid, fucked-up autopsy shit. Let's just pretend he's doing a great stand-up job and that he deserves a raise. So... What were they all doing on the train tracks that night? This is the part of this case that starts to show you how fucking convoluted and just fucked shit can be.
1: How bad the cops are? No, it's
0: not even really involving the cops yet, but it oh, just okay. shows you that there's bigger things at play in this case than you would have even imagined at first sight.
1: Do we find out who the people are that killed them? Oh, for sure. Oh, thank God. Yes. Not
0: right, not right now, but yeah. Okay. Um. So, what were they all doing on the train tracks that night? Have you ever heard of Barry Seal? No. Okay. Barry Seal was a commercial pilot who in the 1980s was smuggling guns to Colombia. Oh, then, yes. I have heard of him. No, I just don't know. I don't know. He knew Pablo Escobar yes. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So he was working for the Medellin. I hope I'm saying that right. The Medellin cartel. And so he would literally take guns down to Colombia, Yeah. And then and on then his way back, the he would pick up coke and bring yeah. it back.
1: I'm was, like, oh, yeah, I know this guy.
0: <laughs> oh, he, no, I mean, like, it's a everyone non-thing. knows that he's yeah. literally admitted it.
1: Yeah, no, he yeah. definitely and he did so many trips. No, oh, yeah. yeah. oh Yeah. <laughs> so, so he was working
0: as a, a pilot for the cartel, but he was also working as like a regular commercial pilot as well. Um, he was charged for smuggling and ended up becoming an informant for the Drug Enforcement Agency. Um, he had to because well yeah he was like hey guys like instead of like throwing me in prison like let me just help you out so he was essentially working both sides at this point because he was still working for the cia yes but he was also working for the cartel so he's in deep here he's making like 60 million dollars off cocaine and smuggling it into the states but like you're working some dangerous jobs dude
1: Oh, extreme, extreme yeah. danger. So he was originally doing... I'm in danger!
2: Yeah. <laughs> so he was originally
0: doing drug, dr- drug drops in his hometown of Louisiana, but mm-hmm. local officials began to catch on, so he switched to the Mena, Arkansas's... Arkansas's... I am tired. Arkansas. <laughs> Arkansas, <laughs> Arkansas um, Airport. This was about 160 miles west of Little Rock, which is about 120 miles west of where the boys were dead mm-hmm. on the train tracks. Yeah. Um, and this was a smaller area with an airstrip, and that's why they were using like this airport, the Mina Airport. Like you can look it up. I could go into a whole podcast just about this shit, but I'm trying to keep it like short and sweet and to the point. But you Mm -hmm. could literally go just into the Mina Airport and their drug
1: smuggling. um,
0: Oh yeah, they have like a podcast. I mean, think
1: of um even that there's more than one pilot of the of the money laundering. Yeah. Oh uh, Ozarks. Ozarks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. You can just do all sorts of shit oh, down yeah. there. It's no, like, literally what? they just don't
0: yeah. And so that's the thing is I could go into so many details with this, but you can only take it so far with this episode. So like I'm trying to keep it kinda short and sweet and to the point where you can totally go look that up and like the Mina Airport. Like it's known. And Barry Seal was not the only pilot doing this. He oh, was like no. the big honcho making yes. most of the money, but there was other people doing and this. And they had... well,
1: they had tons of other drops.
0: Oh oh yeah, yeah. and other locations too. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so um, this, like I said, the Mina Airport was known as a CIA drop point, and he had bought and sold and operated planes throughout uh, other airports, but this one as well. And this is where he received the C one to C one hundred and twenty three transport plane that the was supplied by the Drug Enforcement Agency because they supplied him his own plane. Yeah, and so, um, of course he's playing both sides. Like I said, he would have the planes fly low to the fields with the lights off in Arkansas. Um, near the spot on the tracks where the boys were d- dying before they would land at the airport,
1: yeah, and do to drug do drops. it for the drug for the cartel, yeah, and then have them do normal fucking drops, yeah, because he for was actually, the, yeah, yeah because he was
0: actually working. Like our working. government was buying drugs too, just so you guys know, our government <laughs> oh, yeah. was buying drugs. Oh yeah,
1: they definitely were. And so, um, but he would drop. They're dr- like put it put an extra twenty grams in or twenty ounces in, yeah, yeah. So, um. Dude, they would drop it early, too. Sometimes they would do the the, um, planes that would open up. And they would literally drop it before they wouldn't even land
2: the plane. Oh no, yeah, he's not landing. He's, just, he's just, yeah, literally, he's literally flying, off and just getting flying low, low dropping and it. dropping it, yeah. and then flying yeah, out. Exactly, that's yeah. exactly
0: what he was doing. And they yeah. were originally they were like landing at the airport, but then, then they once were landing the cops in the fields, once the da yes, like caught on to it, they
1: started catching it, on, so they, started they just started getting low and dropping low, it. dropping it, mm-hmm. and then keep going because then it looks like you're still in flight. Mm-hmm. They can like even back around to yep. where their flight. Was. That's
2: exactly
0: what was going on, is they yeah. were getting low, turning their lights off and Smart. dropping by the train tracks <laughs> where the boys died. So he later admitted that the local police would stand guard on these drug drops and they were in on it, which duh.
1: Well, yeah, because they're getting a little something out of it. Uh-huh. Just like they always do. The co- Like the I said, this case really crooked, opened dude. me
0: up to how much.
1: Dude, thank God. Because I'm like, they're crooked. They're just I'm like feel like I'm the only can, like like I'm always like they're so fucking corrupt and all this stuff but dude it's the real truth Yeah, everybody look into them because they're all a bunch of fucks
0: yeah so um, yeah he admitted that the, the police were in on this and they would stand guard to help like like, make sure that these drops went well.
1: Yeah, they want them to go well so they can fucking have their own fucking cut from mm-hmm. their stash. Yeah. So more came
0: out about Barry Seal smuggling drugs into the CIA, or in for the CIA and was involved with money laundering. And Bill Clinton was in on this, supposedly, and was eventually...
1: Oh, he definitely oh, was. Oh, I think he knew,
0: too. Yeah, he just turned a blind eye to it and actually probably was, like buying
1: some of those drugs and, and guns oh yeah he definitely <laughs> was he's like also can you throw in a kid or is that like a against the thing i was just need one kid also so, my wife likes to drink the baby's blood
2: <laughs> <laughs> so in
0: 1986 there was a hit put on um barry and he was killed by the car the cartel put a hit on him and they and they the the hit killed him uh, Mina Airport was also known for drug trafficking, like I said, and money laundering. There have been many investigations into this, but of course every time it's just been reported and there could there could be involvement, there could be knowledge, there could be participation and cover-ups cover with Ronald Reagan, Bill Clinton, George H.W. Bush, and Dan Harmon, the attorney that I was talking about. Um, but it's never been, like, every time it gets brought up into, like, actual, like, investigations, it always gets swept under the rug because it's involving our government. And right. so, like, that's just what happens. They're like, no. Yeah. So after Seal died, the IRS went after $86 million in back taxes. So this is definitely proof that he did work for the CIA because some people say that he didn't. He did. Yes. And, um, this isn't just a conspiracy. It was estimated that Barry Seal moved over 3 to $5 billion of cocaine into the U.S. while he was doing this. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. So, one pilot has came forward as well, admitting to have flown many drug drops in the same area that Don and Kevin were hit by the train, and that many other pilots were doing the same thing. It wasn't just Barry. Some local law enforcement... So, did they
1: think... Is this, like, a drug thing? Did they think think kids are killed by the cartel or
0: something not by the cartel but there was definitely drug drops happening during this time now just to be clear barry was already dead by the time the boys died he had died like a year or two before that from that hit but there definitely was still drug drops happening other pilots (laughs) fucking dogs and cats and everything in here so the local law enforcement would secure these drops like i said and recently before the boys had died a drop had been stolen and so all oh the people Oh my god,
1: they thought the boys fucking stole The police their and the shit. drug dealers
0: down there were on high alert for people stealing the drops yeah. by the train tracks. So obviously rumors began to fly that there was drug running in this area of Arkansas that involved high profile politicians and local police. Weird because that's exactly what was happening. And the boys had either accidentally stumbled upon a drug drop or they knew the drug drug drop was coming and they wanted to intercept it to sell the drugs
1: themselves. That was the two rumors going around. There's no way that those boys wanted to do that. Do you think?
0: We'll see. So Dawn's sister, Gayla, reported. Now we're
1: going to get into a bunch of different people's reports. And little town, little town, big mouths. That's what we're going to get into right exactly. now.
0: <laughs> So Dawn's sister, Gala reported that she had heard Dawn say he knew the ultimate dealer in Little Rock on Thursday before he had died. And that the, and that they had been hanging out with a drug dealer
1: buying weed.
2: Uh,
1: Ooh. Okay. Yeah, but dude, the 80s, that is a big deal. It is a big deal. You know, you know what I mean? 80s, yeah. Like, you think, oh, yeah, but like, they're like, we know who. See, you're doing the weed, weed. <laughs> that Psychedelic Joanna <marijuana>. psychedelics
0: <laughs> all right so they're like okay someone else also reported that so someone reported that jeff rhodes a guy named jeff rhodes was trying to buy cocaine and the person that he had went to couldn't get it so then they contacted don henry so that so don and kevin supposedly met with jeff the buyer, Jeff Rhodes, on Wednesday before they died, and they said that they could get him coke. So that's kind of confusing, but this guy named Jeff Rhodes was trying to buy cocaine, supposedly. Jeff is not the one that said it. Someone told the police that Jeff was trying to buy cocaine. They had contacted Don and Kevin because they couldn't get it to the other guy, and then they met with Don and Kevin, and supposedly Don and Kevin said they could get him cocaine.
1: But this is like... But this is all hearsay. Like- yes. Because Jeff is probably like, I don't... What? Cocaine? No, don't just co- wait. Co-what? No, just wait. <laughs> What's well, <So>, cocaine?
0: <laughs> Chris Ballard, who used to be Don's brother-in-law, saw Don on Thursday before he died, and he said that Don was going to steal some cocaine. He said... Before he died, Don had said he was going to steal some cocaine and mentioned knowing the ultimate dealer in Little Rock as well. So there's so two both his sister that. and his brother-in-law both said that Don has mentioned knowing an ultimate dealer in Little Rock. Plus, his,
1: or is the fucking brother-in-law talking to the fucking sister they and be. they're all like, yeah. they they the ultimate dealer? They could like be corroborating knows. their stories yes. together,
0: but at the same time, this is what was said, and apparently... Um, Don was telling the brother-in-law that he was, um, going to steal some cocaine. Okay. Apparently Don and Kevin had overheard the dealer, their dealer on the phone with someone. They weren't sure who the dealer was on the phone with about a drug drop near the train tracks and thought maybe they could intercept it. This is all hearsay, but these are things that have been reported. An unnamed friend of the boys also reported that on the night the boys died, he saw them at a party, and they said they were going to go get some cocaine and sell it to to make a bunch of money. So this is, like, three different people now stating, like... Fucking dogs. Sorry, guys. This is, like, three different people now stating the boys were, like, saying they can get cocaine or they're going to get cocaine and they're going to sell cocaine. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: A man by the name of Jerry with no last name that was ever reported was a regular at a nightclub in the area called Gigi's. This is like a strip club. Yeah, I was going to say, that's a strip club. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You don't say. (laughs) So he told the manager of Gigi's, who was named Mike Crook, that he possibly saw Kevin and Don on on the night that they were killed. He said he saw them in the parking lot of the convenience store nearby with another kid on a motorcycle. They were smoking weed, he thought, when two cops rolled up and the kid on the motorcycle took off. The cops started beating the two boys up that were there that didn't leave on the motorcycle and put them in the back of the cop car. What? Jerry didn't tell the cops of this because he thought, you know, I saw the cops do it, so I'm not going to go tell the cops about it. Yeah, because the cops already know about it. Yeah. But Mike convinced him that he needed to go to the police. So when Jerry did go to the police about this, they threw him in jail for 90 days. They said it was for back child support, but he went to jail for 90 days when he went to the police oh to tell them about this. Oh, my God. I hate to
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's They're like, such crooked fucks. Yeah. So they're like, oh, actually, you just showed up. Now it looks like you have a worn out. How dare
0: you fucking tell us what the fuck one of our own blue did. Oh oh
1: you're going to my jail brotherhood <laughs> <laughs>
0: <That's> my brotherhood <laughs> so so he um when he got out he told mike that um they had told him when he got out of jail that he needed to leave and never come back so he left for california and ha- they, no one's ever seen him since they don't know who he is the police won't say his last name they have to know because They arrested him for back child support. Dude,
1: yeah. Isn't there some kind of fuck... Oh, I'm sure there's no fuck reports of it. They won't say. They won't say who this Jerry guy is. To this day. That's so... (laughs) I hate them. Dude, my favorite thing is, you fucking can go to jail, and if you don't tell them all the truth and everything and all these things, dude, you're in so much trouble. But don't you worry. They're going to be like i'm never gonna tell his last name no not under my not ever but you're supposed Arms to cross. always tell me the truth yeah, fuck that. dude they're crooked fucks. Uh, i know
0: so nobody's ever found him since and the sheriff of course claims that he jailed him for back child support and that they never told him to leave town of course so then why is jerry okay, saying good, that
1: good 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 back child support so who is this jerry we don't know. Jerry, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Is like, that's what we need to ask the cop. So, Jerry, asked. Jerry what? And they're like, mm, we don't know. I mean, it's got to be booked. It's got to be reported somewhere. Well, so, get
0: this. So, the next person,
1: get this. Another witness
0: named Ron, who was at Gigi's the night the boys died as well, said that he drove back roads to get home because he had had like eight or nine drinks. And when passing the convenience store on Shrobe Road, which was the same convenience store that Jerry mentioned the boys yeah. were around, um, he said that he saw the, um, an unmarked police car and he pulled off where they couldn't see him because he doesn't want to get a DUI and turned his lights off. He witnessed that the officers approached two boys – Beat both boys and put them in the back of the cop car. So, this is corroborating Jerry's story. Two
2: different people saying that, too.
0: He said they put him in the back of the cop car and drove down the road. He knew that the road that they went down was a dead end, so he didn't follow, obviously. And he also didn't want to, like, leave because he knew they'd be coming back, and he thought they could come back at any second and turn around, yeah, you know? So he right. stayed there with his lights off because he didn't want to get a DUI. Yeah,
1: he's like, I'm falling asleep
0: here. Yeah. yeah. So he just stayed there with his lights off. About 15 or 20 minutes later, the car came back out of that road, and he couldn't tell if the boys were still in the car or not. Um, and he recognized the three keyboard. police officers. Uh, well, he recognized the three police officers in the car and was able to ID them.
1: Dude, that
0: means I mean that's a big thing, right? Oh yeah, it's the same police officers that other people are gonna ID as well. So, and and so what the cops are saying uh, when you ask about this Jerry guy <clears throat> yeah. is that it's the same person as Ron because of the the, the witnesses are so similar. They're saying, oh, that just is Ron, because Ron gets drunk and, and just, like, lies. And so, like, Ron Jerry gets doesn't drunk exist. Ron gets yeah. his
1: alter egos. is yeah. Jerry. They're like,
0: Jerry doesn't exist. Like, Ron is Jerry. It's the same person. Oh, no. Okay, well,
1: then then he has back child support? Does he have kids, even? Yeah, they just... I guarantee he probably doesn't, dude. And no. literally, no one's even looking into this. No. Because, God forbid, we push the issue on the fucking police.
0: Just just like Lauren's like just
1: that. over here spanking kittens and fucking puppies being bad. and we're like I'm like here just on, yelling let me, about let me the cops <laughs> I'm like there's fucking cops and that's you're that's just like let's spank kittens and puppies and of course the cat runs like it doesn't want to get out no it loves being in here with me <sighs> it's
0: trying to fight moot okay so Jimmy All of this that I've said so far has been reported to like private investigators and the state patrol once they took over the case because obviously the sheriff's department would never let all of this out. Um, The sheriff's department was actually discouraging people from reporting and investigating. And they had even found that Dan Harmon and his friend Richard Garrett, the two attorneys that I had mentioned earlier, were threatening people who called in with tips because they (laughs) had literally because they had an episode of um, Unsolved Mysteries in like 1988 or uh, 1989 air. And they were, like, literally Richard Garrett was on there being, like, I believe this was drug-related and, like, please call in with any tips. And then people would call in with tips. Yeah. And they reported that they would, like, get their information and stuff so they knew who they were. Fuck you. You know, they literally get their information, like, they knew who they were, like, we know who you are. And then they'd be, like, don't fucking ever say this again. Like, shit like that. Like threatening them like don't ever oh my god dude cops are so crooked and the fact that were getting away with this shit dude and they are these aren't even cops they're these still, are attorneys they're
1: still dude but they work for the police so they're probably yeah. da and all the fucking people that the are one works and for it. it's like and it's a small Dan's town not. dude but it's a small town yeah. remember that i've literally said this time and time again the only one that i'll literally give credit for is fucking the meeker police or meeker cop, no, like not
0: meeker um, or, um
1: no, yeah. Because they Nucla. actually... nukla. They actually were trying to find fucking Dale and, tr- like, get, mm-hmm. putting out flyers and shit. But most of the time with these small fucking town police, all they care about is just keeping their own fucking name up.
0: Not even their own name. At this point, they're fucking, like, I just put it here. It's I was like, like, it's, it's clear like the- that there's a cover-up happening.
1: <laughs> yes. They cover their own asses. They fucking all want to have some blue brotherhood band and it's like just go fuck the one girl and trainer. who cares like <laughs> Jesus. still on that still on You're it still on that still on that this week <laughs> sorry about it everybody
0: sorry not sorry so the next character we're going to introduce put her here. up in
1: Gigi's <laughs> put
0: her up cue her up alright so the next person we're going to introduce is Keith Cooney or Keith Coney I think it's Cooney how and do you his, spell it uh, i don't know if i spelled no, it right okay. you're fine anyways uh the family noticed because he was the boy's age they noticed that after the boy's deaths he was acting very weird like he was hiding something his mother had tried to get a hold of him and like be like what is going on like what's bothering you but he stated that he was too afraid to tell her what he knew his dad forced him to tell him what was bothering him, which I would do the same thing. Like, you have too. to fucking tell me so you I don't can help you. You tell me, I swear I, I help swear you. I
1: can help you if you yeah. would just tell me. So Keith finally
0: said that he had been with Kevin and Don the night that they died. He was on his motorcycle smoking weed with them on the Shrobe Road near a convenience store that there's now been That's three people been that have thinking. said that. Yeah. And the cop showed up and he took off. This like I said corroborated Jerry's story and Ron's. Keith was then subpoenaed to testify in court for, like, two days. Okay. Keith was subpoenaed to testify. Sorry, guys, my notes. There's just a lot in this case. Keith was subpoenaed to testify in court, and then two days later, he died after crashing into the back of a semi-truck. Witnesses... What? Dude, yeah. Witnesses stated they saw a vehicle chasing Keith, and he was trying to get away when he accidentally swerved into the back of the truck. People stopped to help him and said that his throat was actually slit like it had been done prior to him wrecking. And it wasn't from the actual wreck, which could be why he was trying to get away from whoever was chasing him. Oh no autopsy God. was ever done, of course. And Dr. Fa- Fami Malik, the oh, same yeah. fucking same medical examiner, fucking
1: guy. even though
0: he didn't do an uh, autopsy, ruled that this was an accidental death. This testimony was for the grand jury that he was going to do. Um, to see if they could reopen the um, to decide if the case should be reopened and make decisions about the boy's death, rather it was. Oh yeah, you know
1: right. it. You know it's not.
2: Yeah. No, 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 no. So of course we can't have that. Oh,
1: you can't. You can't go testify. No. Um,
0: the next person that died is a guy named Keith McCaskill. He was 43, and in October 1988, he was a bartender at the Wagon Wheel Bar, was known to use drugs and sell drugs, and he was a big guy known known for breaking up bar fights. Like, he was a big, burly guy. Um, His friends and family report that he began acting weird. He was preparing things as if he was going to die. And then at a bar he frequented, he left two pennies and said that if the sheriff didn't win this upcoming election, that's all his life would be worth. After the sheriff lost the election within 48 hours, he they were found he was found dead at his home, stabbed over a hundred times, and wrapped in a flower shower curtain. What the fuck? And it's like, of course he's not going to win the sheriff's not going to win. the people of this town were already not happy with him or Dr. Malik. Why would they reelect him? and why would this guy, Keith McCaskill, be get, getting killed for that? like he can control if the fucking sheriff can be reelected or not That's true. But, yeah, so he was involved in some shit. Um, His home was destroyed, they found, when they came across his body. There was blood everywhere, like a fight had obviously ensued that lasted a while, and he was able to handle his own for a while. They ended up sentencing a 19-year-old mentally handicapped kid named... Oh, of course they did. (laughs) Let's pick one out of the home. Let's get the home one. He was the the next-door neighbor. Dude Dude, I just I can't like these cases it's
1: just it's it's honestly just so sick it's disturbing like I really wish that people would understand this and I I know that like I don't know there are some good things I guess cops do. Not really. I'm really trying to think hard on what it is, (laughs) but (laughs) honestly, you just like there's so much more that you literally get into that you're just like, that's so corrupt. That's so. Well, this case is fucked. Like I said,
0: this case opened to my opened my eyes to how
1: corrupt our government. Dude, and and I tell it every every fucking every week. I'm always like. Fuck the cops. And Lauren's like, okay, Courtney, let's move forward. And now she's like, actually, now I see it. Yeah, dude, I just like, I guess because I'm an 80s baby, right? So Mm -hmm. I've like seen this for fucking years and years and years. Where it's, like, especially, or like, this time. Blaming a 19-year-old mentally just handicapped ran- kid. Dude, this happens all the fucking oh, yeah. time, it really too, does. dude. Yeah. And it's, like, the weirdest thing. You're just, like, wh- how in the fuck is this even, like, how this are they getting me, away with this? This reminds me, I don't know if you know this case or not, but the West Memphis Three, where they. Yes. Say, yes. Yes, dude, where yeah. they blame that kid who's just, like, oh, He's not oh, even all the way there. No, not at all. And literally just keep they, saying things over and over. They a confession. Yes, they, like, they keep he keeps saying over and over the things that they've already told them. him. Yeah. Okay. There's another one too that's on Netflix where they're like, oh, yeah. yeah I, and he has Stephen, the landfill uh, and all of that Is it shit. Stephen Avery. Yes, Stephen Avery. Yeah. That's right. There's all sorts of them that are like this. It's just like so crazy. Yeah. Anyways, oh. I'm not saying that they're always bad, but. I fucking just have more never and more heard more stories. Come I mean, out like there's this. one time a cop let me just go through a red light because I didn't know the fucking the whole thing. But I'm like, that's that's the only good cop thing I can think of, and that's not <laughs> even that good. Like, <laughs> that's actually bad. <laughs> He's like, like "You're I, fine. You're fine." Yeah. It. Like, yeah. but they're just like, no. They, I don't know. It just is mind blowing to see some of the things and horrible things that mm. they. Get away with, and that they let happen, just to like, yeah, or yeah. Well, not even a power trip. It's literally just like, it's whatever their agenda. It's whatever for their agenda. It's obviously their agenda, and this is money and drugs. Just the same as like the government. Yes, the government and everything. It's like, well, if it's on our agenda, we're going to hire this person. And and if it's our agenda, then we're going to make sure this person's reelected or elected, you know? Or we're going to make sure this one goes indicted. Like, we're going to indict this one. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just like the craziest shit.
0: Yeah. So, like I said, they literally, to get back on topic, sorry. They ended up sentencing a nineteen-year-old mentally ha- mentally b, <laughs> um, no, mentally handicapped kid named Ronald Smith, who, like I said, was the neighbor, and they uh they convicted him for ten years for this murder. He was a small kid, and like I said, McCaskill was very to, big
1: and burly. Dude, and he went to prison for it too, huh? Uh,
0: yeah, I think so. 10 and years, yeah. Yeah, 10 they're years like, will be prison, yeah.
1: They're so, like, oh, 10 years will be fine. He'll be 29 when he gets out. He'll have plenty of life. in his like, handicap, his handicap well, life will be just like fine. Like I said,
0: this does not seem likely at all. How does a tiny, scrawny, mentally handicapped 19-year-old boy kill a burly,
1: big 43-year-old man? I am going to say there is this thing that's called, like, it's not real, I mean, uh, mental, like, like. Anger. Yeah, where it's like you just go in, but there's no, like, reason. No, there's not. no reason. So he says
0: that they interviewed Ronald, and he said that he was at McCaskill's house that day buying antiques for his mother, and he was also buying porn for, I guess, himself, when three men showed up in clown masks with knives and a gun. One of them had a gun, and the other two had knives. He said that the one with the gun held him back while the other two fought McCaskill and stabbed him to death. Then he, they forced him to also stab McCaskill and took a picture, like a Polaroid picture, of him doing this. And then after he was dead, um, they said that um, you did this, didn't you? Yeah, they pretty yeah. much told him that he did it, and that if he would ever say anything, then they would use this to blackmail him and get him convicted, which he got convicted anyways, even though he didn't say anything. And um, they said that the whole thing would get blamed on him. He's and like, so,
1: and they're like, he's mental, who cares? Well, we this to me makes anything. me think,
0: is the sheriff taking care of anyone that knows anything now that he's out of office? Like, is he cutting up loose, or
1: t- cleaning clearing up, cleaning yeah. up loose ends? Yes, dude, because he was in office at that time. And, and they just throw the simple sure, little dude, kid yes. under
0: the fucking bus that's because so he's
1: mentally handicapped, which fucked. is
0: so sad. Yeah. So then two weeks and later. he's in
1: prison for 10 years, and let me tell you, like, that's, that's a so sad. fucked up thing yeah. for a kid that's specially not altogether
0: mm-hmm.
2: to be,
1: and don't worry, we're not even halfway through all the people that get
0: killed so then, two weeks later, Greg Collins, who was twenty six years old at the time, was subpoenaed to testify at the same court hearing. Dan Harmon, the attorney that was supposed to be helping the families, called Greg to meet with him beforehand, and um after this meeting, Greg just disappeared. where is he? Yeah, they like don't know No one's
1: ever no one's ever seen him. Well, yet. then
0: on uh December 22nd of 1989, so this is a little while later, Greg was found in the woods in Prescott, Arkansas. And he had a gunshot wound to his face and two in the chest. So this is the death I was talking to you earlier. How oh. Fami Malik had said, oh, that said that it was suicide. It was
1: suicide. Yeah, he shot himself, fucking two times mm-hmm. in the chest, and then and then was like, "That's not enough. Let me just blow my head off." So this too. was one of the
0: crazy ones. Like, because I'm not really telling this all in order. It's kind of just what can make sense with the story because all this right. shit happens on, yeah, like yeah. randomly, and we don't know all of it until later. Like, it's not like people are like, "Oh, this was they were subpoenaed and they were killed." Like, right. all this kind of like once you look
1: back over it trickled through and then yeah
0: yeah you have to like kind of go look back and investigate shit that had already happened to like get in order but anyways yeah greg was found dead in the woods and he had obviously been shot twice in the chest and once in the face and it was ruled a suicide by dr good old fami malik so Um, then and um i wrote here i was like you've got to be fucking kidding me And this and remember this is when the public started getting pissed and asking him to resign and he also got a raise 41% 41% please. Mm-hmm. So in March of 1989, a tip was received that Daniel Bearden, who was around the boy's age, was missing for the last eight months and was buried down by the river. They never did find his body, but they did find pieces of his clothing. It's still believed that he's dead, but they haven't found his body. He was also... Dead. Yeah. Oh, for sure. He was also known to smoke weed and sell it, and he had also um, been subpoenaed to be in front of the same grand jury. So how convenient like all these people that are subpoenaed to go in front of the jury are just gone. Yeah, they're just dying. They're dropping like flies. So then Jeffrey Rhodes, who was 21, who was also friends with Don and Kevin. And before they died, said that Don told him that he knew the ultimate dealer in
1: Little Rock. That's the third person now mm-hmm. that said that.
0: He told his mother that he feared for his life and he asked his dad in Texas if he could move to live with him because he knew too much, in quotes, about the boys on the tracks and the death of Keith McCaskill.
1: Oh, my God, dude. That's so sad.
0: Conveniently, two days later, Jeffrey's motorcycle was discovered on the side of the road. Like, he had been, like, pulled over because the kickstand was up, but there was no sign of him. A week later, they had found his body in a landfill out, landfill outside of Bennett Arkansas he had been shot in the head his hands and feet and head had been attempted to be sawed off but then they stopped before they completed sawing it off cat stop and then he had been set on fire so it's like this person just what? kept dude, just yeah this kept trying fucking people on fire I know, dude, too now? Sad. and so it's like they just kept trying to like do things but they like weren't successful with it and like tried something else that's sad yeah dude. dude it's really sad hang on i'm gonna push this door closed because so um yeah he was found to have been shot in the head the hands feet and a head had been attempted to be cut off and he had been set on fire and an but anonymous, anonymous tip was later received that a bennett officer a bennett police officer like in that town uh county had pulled over jeffrey and had killed him because they were working closely with the police in alexander the county where the boys died a city so that's not proven but probably believable in that's july believable yeah in july of 1989 a guy named richard winters another person who was subpoenaed to testify was shot in the face and killed during a robbery gone wrong is what it was said to be but there was a rumor that this was never actually a robbery there's no proof it was a robbery, and that it actually was possibly a setup to make it look like it was a robbery, but actually just to kill him because he was also subpoenaed to testify. A few weeks later, a guy named James Milam—I hope I'm saying that right—was found decapitated. He was the one that I was talking about where Dr. Mal- Malik was like, "Oh yeah, he had, he died of a stomach and his dog his ate stomach his. ulcer killed him, and then he just got decapitated because his dog ate his like
1: head and knotted off." Dude, what? <laughs> I am like mind. I thought you were like telling me all these for like no reason, but there's no. Actually there's actually a reason. reason.
0: Yes, yes. God. And so, um, uh, James was a witness of Barry Seal's smuggling operations in the Mena, Arkansas airport and all that shit. Yeah, and was supposedly there the night that Don and Kevin were killed. Malik stated the dog had actually ate the head, but then someone found, because they didn't know where the head was for a while. And he just said, oh, the dog ate it. And it was an accidental, or not an accident or death. He had died naturally from an ulcer. But then someone discovered his head in their trash can a couple blocks away from his house. And so they were like, um, yeah, this wasn't. That's a- weird.
1: It's weird that you said the dog fucking ate just right so through the So guess what net.
0: Dr. Fami Malik's explanation was? What was it? The dog regurgitated the head. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) I I can't. I can't with this guy. It's just so stupid that you can't even really have a reaction because it's just like, you're so dumb. Dude, this is, this is. And you expect people to believe
1: this. Okay, side note right now. It's like one of my friends, she literally tells me the fucking lies that her fucking boyfriend, guy friend, tells her and it's so stupid.
0: You're like, he expects you to believe
1: this. yes! That's what I tell her all the time. I'm like, he actually thinks you're so fucking Who are dumb you talking
0: about mouth me the name. Oh yeah.
1: And I'm like, you you literally he thinks you're so fucking stupid that he'll tell you the Anything. dumbest. The dumbest shit. The dumbest yeah. shit. Dude Just to see can, if he can just, get away with it. No, yeah. But he wants you and you believe it. You're just like, I'm like, dude, you you don't throw a fit? You don't throw a fit? And that's what I want to do with these cops. Someone throw a fucking fit. Oh. Someone throw a fit so yeah. that dude, it's but they're like, but it's scary because they're like, if we throw a fit, we're gonna fucking we're gonna die. Or but throw on, him in jail. Dude, yeah, or you're gonna get thrown in jail for fucking whatever. But dude, it, it is. It's it's annoying because it's like, this is what I tell her. I'm like, I can't even believe that you let him believe, believe. that. You yeah. let him believe that you're that stupid. Yeah, I literally wrote I can't. I wrote, this is so stupid stupid i can't that's what i wrote right and and i feel like that's the same with the, with these cops like yeah. they're just like they're doing all these things because they know they can get away with it how would the, the dog they're letting the head up they're into a letting trash can? no they're literally knowing they can get away with it because of their authority mm-hmm. and they're using that mm-hmm. and no one's saying shit like yep. this is so fucking it's disgusting up. they're just like oh yeah it's fine
0: let's just keep being corrupt it's fine so, literally, they, he's claiming the dog puked the head up. Like, in the trash can, too. In the trash too. can. Like, how did it get up? The, the dog,
1: no. The dog was like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to do it in my owner's trash can. I'm going to run down the street and throw <laughs> it up here because then no one will know i chewed shoot through stand his on neck. And my
0: hind legs to get it in the trash can where it belongs.
1: <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to make sure that no one knows I chewed through my owner's neck. I'm going to yeah. make sure it looks like what the neighbor did What was obvious to it.
0: people that it was like a, like a cut. It wasn't gnawing in the first place. This just shows you how fucking stupid Dr. Malik is. No, not stupid.
1: How, how fucking oh, much Oh, yeah, I don't he think used... he believes no, shit that No, no, he's no. Saying. This is how much he uses his authority on where he's at to just fuck us over. Fuck the public over. Dude, this is not just like the families that are just getting fucking raw dogged from behind. This is literally all of us. Oh, we're all getting fucking duped by this by and our taxes fucking, are paying by the fucking, fucking police bill. by the fucking dude. This is exactly it, right? Like I don't know how how many times we're gonna just let this keep happening. I mean, this is the '80s, but dude, fuck. Well, like, even still, it's still happening in 2018. I like it's to It's still happening. That some
0: places have learned from shit like, like this. Who? And that aren't as like, who? Like, who? But I don't know. Because I, I can fucking say that see that it all the
1: time in Grand Junction. Oh, I know. I know. Like, jeez, Like, this shit fucking happens all day long. And honestly, long that brings up a good day.
0: point because I do not think that Fami Malik believes what he's saying at all. He's not that fucking stupid. No, not at all. He
1: just is doing this because he's probably getting paid off. And he knows his authority, dude. He knows, he knows how much he can well, fucking, he's like, watch me? <laughs> I got a good one this time. The alligator jumped up. He's just, he just fucking... spinning a wheel yeah, and just guessing. He's, he's, like, like, he's like, an <laughs> ulcer, a dog. Like, <laughs> the dog chewed through its, oh, it regurgitated ahead. Let's see how many, dude, this is a social fucking experiment at this point. <laughs> It's Let's ridiculous. see how many dumb fucks will believe that. No, this. I truly
0: believe that he is being paid by Dan Harmon or other local law enforcement because Dan is the attorney. I believe he's being paid to he's fucking make this shit the up. Yeah, because of the fucking drug money. Yes. Yes. So obviously, like I said, it seems like that he was bribed to raise with a raise because
1: Clinton just gave him a forty one percent raise
0: to Would do all this corrupt shit. Like they're like
1: what you're giving me 50% pretty much of what I'm already making. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm going to do it. So too. probably so like I, I said, know. he was I have bribed some morals, with the raise. So fuck.
0: Exactly. He was bribed with the raise to do corrupt shit. And he
1: probably knew if he didn't do it, he would be killed. He's going to get killed. Yeah. Dude, he just watched a thousand people get killed. Now he's like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. The fucking dog regurgitated its head. I don't know. I don't know. Something, something. just don't kill me. Anything. I swear, I'll just make some shit up. I just don't want to get killed.
0: I also read that it was rumored that Bill Clinton's mom was a nurse that was also in trouble for something. I don't know what she was in trouble for, but I guess Dr. Malik had came to her rescue pretty much and spoke like good about her and helped her somehow so maybe clinton owed him in some way i don't no. know how true that is i really I don't. don't think it has anything to do with that i think it has to do with he got a raise and that was a i bribe. bet they all did they all scratched each other's back uh-huh.
1: they all fucking piece yeah. of shit dude so Fine. in june of
0: 1990 a guy named jordan kettleson was found dead in his driver's seat shot in the face he was rumored to have known about the boy's deaths and keith mccaskill's as well there was no investigation into his death, and he was cremated with no autopsy, because just
1: fuck it at this point. Because, you know what, it's just, he probably did it himself. Right, literally, the, right put, in the face. Yeah, right they, in the face from a far away. And yeah, they were like, oh, it's uh, probably
0: oh, suicide. Yeah, yeah, suicide, suicide. So I, I literally wrote, you can't make this shit up. This literally, like, sounds not really, like, real. Like, it sounds like this is all in a movie. No. It just didn't even make, like, you, I, that's what I was trying to say. Like, this doesn't seem real, like, police are actually like this. This, like, that, that's why it was so eye opening for me because I'm just like, this is something I would see in a movie. I didn't believe this shit happened in real life.
1: Oh, yeah, it does. Like, dude. it's
0: actually heartbreaking. So, the next person that came out about six years later after this um, had happened with the boys on the train tracks, his name was Tommy Niehaus. He had reached out to Linda Ives, which was Kevin's mom, in 1993 when he was 18 years old. So keep in mind, he was 12 when the boys died. He had finally got the courage to say something. He said that he had some friend- He and some friends were out in the woods that night near the train tracks when they saw some lights from flashlights from flashlights and they hid in the bushes to watch what was going on. They said that they said that there were 3 men and 2 teenage boys on the tracks. The men were calling the boys over and the boys seemed hesitant to come over to them and then they moved closer to get a better look at what was going on. They said then they heard a gunshot and they saw a flash in the dark like you would see with a gun going off at night. And he said it wasn't the same as the light from the flashlights. Tommy said that he he and his friends got scared, of course, at this point and ran off. He said he did notice that one of the men happened to be his mom's boyfriend or a guy that his mom used to date, which was special prosecutor Dan Harmon. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, the guy that the attorney that's trying to get this case opened for them and supposedly helping the families. The FBI brought him in to do two lie detector tests after this since it had been six years since this happened, and they were like, why are you just now confessing to this or whatever? Did it come back? Yeah, they, he passed both. His now, not that those are like... No, they're not, but dude... It is a I, good thing to see that. you know. Yeah. I, I put some a little bit of weight into it. So he is no, now okay. dead, though. We don't know why. It's not reported how he said, but another fucking person was de- is dead. Younger guy, dead. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it does, it's not reported how he was he was he died but he did die so um let's get dr <laughs> dr phil
1: <laughs> so i'm like no, i wrote dr. i was like let's get oh, malik yeah let's get Fommy malik in here Good let's old see Fommie. what let's see what he's got to say about this death he's Good like oh i feel like he had he had his stomach flu he died from it. It's like a young, healthy, fucking twenty-year-old well, kid. I wrote. I was like,
0: hmm. Why was Dan Harmon there? Was the killer? Was he the killer? And that's why he put himself in the middle of the case to help
1: the families no, and get it reopened. Prob- Dude, he probably was. Buying he volunteered. Drugs Dan and- Harmon volunteered. No, I know. I bet he was in with the cops, like buying probably drugs. And then he was with them when they're like, this is the guys. These are the guys that are still going to like, come and steal our mm-hmm. fucking shit. And so he's like, we're going to kill them. then he fucking went for the family and was like, yeah, I'll help you guys. Because he didn't think it would get this far And You know what oh, I mean? I don't think he ever yeah, thought it no, would get this far. no. He thought it would not get that no. far that they would just like... That because he was the one with the meeting with all of tri- these yes. witnesses and calling yes. them for the grand jury, and then all of a sudden yes. they're dropping like Dude, flies. Well, everyone that he called for well, witnesses, not even are they dropping like flies, but people are coming in with more information than mm-hmm. he thought would they be had. coming. Yeah. Yes, and he's like, "Fuck, fuck, fuck." So now he's really fucked, trying to backpedal yeah, now and cover he's up. Got so much shit because he's in over his head. Yeah, he's in over his head.
0: So back in 1990, the U.S. Uh, uh, the, I cannot talk tonight. I'm sorry. Back in 1990, assistant US attorney Bob Gover started a secret federal investigation into the drug trafficking happen- happening in Arkansas during this time. Assistant prosecutor Jean Duffy was the head of a <laughs>
1: <I> just punched. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I heard it like fall off the ledge. Okay. Assistant prosecutor Jean oh. Duffy. She's fine. Assistant prosecutor boy. (laughs) Boy cat. So assistant prosecutor Gene Duffy was the head of the drug task force to supply info to Bob Gover's investigation. They noticed a pattern of Dan Harmon being involved in like all of these cases of everyone dying and like all the drug related shit. Like Dan Harmon's name just kept popping up. So meanwhile in nineteen ninety, Dan Harmon became the prosecutor elect for Saline County the county the boys died in so he started trying to get gene duffy fired at the same time i wonder why someone's looking into you and investigating yeah and you're trying to get them fired so um in 1991 harman became the saline county prosecutor so now he does work for the county he's not a private attorney anymore right okay and i'm just burping into the mic (laughs) <laughs> In 1991, he became the Saline County prosecutor and took over Gene Duffy's drug task force. So he just pretty much was like, You're not doing this anymore. I'm taking over. Right. He tried to get a jury to indict Duffy, but they didn't. So then he had a judge subpoena Gene to give all of the evidence that she had against him. Which is like, Why do you need, like, why is this allowed? And it's like, What? And of course, she didn't want to endanger all of the witnesses that she had spoken to. Because she's smart. Yeah because everyone keeps dropping like flies. And so she didn't um, hand over the information. Then and, and she d- ended up dead. Well, no, no, because a warrant was then issued for her arrest. There was also a hit put on her life for $50,000. That's what I'm
1: saying. Everyone Who do you think and- did this? Yeah. Dan, Dan Harmon.
0: Yeah. Had to have been. That or someone higher up, like he's calling higher up Bill up. Clinton. Bill Clinton, please, please, please.
1: Dude. Don't even Someone. get me started on Bill Clinton. I know he's such a fuck. He's a slimy, slimy little motherfucker. Fuck. So, anyways, um, and Hillary too.
2: Both oh, of you guys are fucking slime Jews. balls. Thank God. So, um,
0: <laughs> she didn't want to enter in, endanger them. There was a fifty thousand dollar because she did not hand over the shit that was that he had a fucking yeah. judge subpoena. He's like, give me all the shit you have against me. And if
1: I if you don't, I I won't kill you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, she went into hiding, obviously, because she did not want to be killed, and she did not want to give that shit over. Yeah. Like I said, this is seriously like a fucking movie. Like, right. don't fucking... And this has been verified by the FBI. This isn't a... Like a... This isn't
1: hearsay. No, this is all this is your facts. case. Yeah, yeah this is are, facts. These are in the case studies that we, like, yeah. really got. This like, is facts.
0: Yes. Well, I did this online. I didn't pull the case files, but yeah. So, in June of 1991... um. Attorney Chuck Banks, who had Gene start the drug trafficking invest- investigation in the first place, yeah. ordered the investigation to be shut down and even publicly cleared Dan Harmon of any accusations. So it's like, who talked to you? Who talked to you and made you change your mind after you're the one that started the drug task force in the first place?
1: Oh, well, you know, I'm it's like, got to be someone higher like, up.
0: Who talked to you, Bill Clinton? Yeah, you know. know it was someone. In August of 1991, Harmon was ordered a mandatory drug test, and he refused. And he was sent to jail for 18 days because of this. Because when you work for the fucking county like this, you have to do drug tests. Yeah, you do. And um, when he got out of jail, he was just still allowed to work and never had to submit a drug test.
1: They just waived it. Ever? They're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's good, good. He did He's 18 good. days. It's fine. He's good. He did 18 days, guys. He's fucking clear.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Also He's clean. Fun fact: In 1991, Fami Malik was promoted to consult, be a consultant for the Arkansas Health Department. Shut up! He was literally promoted. They're like, you've
1: done such a good job at all of
0: these botched
1: autopsies.
0: Sorry. You're fine. All these botched autopsies. Now you're going to be a consultant for the Arkansas Health Department. Get a raise. I wrote good. Yay!
1: Yay! <laughs> oh <laughs> hell yeah, baby! God.
0: So, now we're going to introduce another pretty important character to this story. Um, Her name is Charlene Wilson. She was brought in on another criminal charge in 1993, but when she was testifying for this, it was a drug charge. Um, She stated that in 1987, she had been dating Dan Harmon. Oh. Um, how many women was he dating? I literally don't know because at this point a he, was married. He, he was, was married. he was married. He, he was had seeing Tommy's mom. He yeah. was seeing her. Like, Jesus Christ, you fucking piece of shit whore.
1: <laughs> He's not just a fucking murderer, but he also is <laughs> yeah. a fucking piece of shit. Yeah.
0: So um, investigators obviously brought her in after this to ask questions and see what she knew about Dan Harmon because that was right around the same time the boys died and she said that she had got he had got her high and um yeah yeah he did <laughs> duh and she helped him with getting like drug drops and shit they asked her how they could investigate this further how she would suggest to go about it and she suggested going to his ex-wife and then also going through all of his financial information and to look to find drug charges that had been let off while he was in office and then also drug charges that were charged like just to see, like, was he, like, punishing like people that people. didn't actually yeah, need to people, be charged? Yeah, yes, yeah. And then she also suggested um, looking up missing drugs from the evidence rooms. <laughs> he was a ballsy fuck. Dude, super
1: ballsy. Yeah. He just, like, didn't give a fuck.
0: Yeah. She also stated that on the night that Don and Kevin died, she had rode with Dan to Alexander, Arkansas, to meet a man named Keith. This is Keith McCaskill, we presume, by the way, that she had gave right. his description. The one that was stabbed a bunch. Um... She said that Dan had parked on a road near the tracks and had gave her a bag of coke and told her to stay in the car. So she was sitting. He's there. like, "Here's a bag
1: of coke. You stay in the car, bitch." And she's like, "Absolutely." Yeah, thanks, bud. Hey, 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 thank you. Yeah, so she's like, yeah, there. you know what? I'm gonna not even be here when you get back." Yeah. So she's like, <laughs> "You give me another bag, and I'll fucking never see you again." <laughs> she's like, "Perfect." She's like, "Thank, thank
0: you. God." So she's sitting there getting high when she said that um, he ran up and got a green tarp from the trunk of his car and <sighs> ran back to the tracks.
1: Dude, how would she even know about the green tarp? Because they didn't... I feel like that wasn't no. like a thing that they... They never put it in the report because they
0: said it wasn't there. What didn't exist. Or like, yeah, talk about ever. Yeah. So, the green tarp... the uh, Yeah, like I was like, the green tarp the police told the train conductor didn't exist. Didn't exist. Yeah. Then she said that he took her home, and they, and then he told her to shower immediately, and then he left to go home. This
1: is what? sus. Sus. So weird. He's like, if you don't shower immediately, then like, you're why? not my girlfriend anymore. And she's like, thank God. He's like, I'm going home want, to my wife. I didn't want to be your girlfriend in the beginning. Yeah, he's like, why well, I'm actually <laughs> I going home to my wife. I just wanted drugs. <laughs> so one of the
0: detectives that had um, interrogated her felt like she knew more than what she was saying, obviously. And when Dan found out about this, he started threatening the detective. And then the detective was like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'm going to still interrogate her. Charlene was interviewed again and stated this time that she didn't actually stay in the car doing coke, but actually went to the tracks with Dan and Keith McCaskill. She said that at the tracks, two men were there and they were angry because they had said that kids had tried to intercept their drug drop. They were expecting three to four pounds of coke and five pounds of weed in this drug drop. Two police officers by the name of Jay Campbell and Kirk Lane, these are the two police officers mm-hmm. that other people had Over already there. identified yeah. with their statements, um, had chased after the kids. Then she said that the two police officers showed back up and they had Don and Kevin. She said that one boy was already dead and Keith McCaskill killed the other one. She said they forced her to stab the boy that Keith had mm-hmm. killed. And so that's that, why he told her to So they could blackmail her.
1: That's why he told her to shower. Yep.
0: Yeah. So they could blackmail her and tell her that she's now involved. She's an accomplice. She actually stabbed him so that she wouldn't um, say anything because now she was involved. And I thought, this sounds familiar. It sounds just like the mentally handicapped boy's story. Dude, right. Killing Keith McCaskill. Dude, yes. Yep. Yeah. Then Harmon got her thrown in jail over this. Over drug charges and she was sentenced to over thirty years for this, which like he got her
1: out because he liked her proxy.
2: No.
0: Oh no, after she said this in investigation, he got her because he's still an attorney for the state of Arkansas. Yeah. So he got her thrown in jail for thirty years, which seems pretty steep for a drug charge. Like really, it does. And um Not then though, not at that time. Probably not. So um and Yeah,
1: people are fucking serving those kind of years. For fucking drugs, just to let you all know, and doing six months for rape. So good, 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 good. good. good, good, good. Yeah.
0: So in 1997, once more, uh, um, once more, this story came out. She was pardoned. Um, so she actually only served like four years, uh, just so you know. But she was actually sentenced to like thirty, and she was there for like four.
1: In late four night... years is still oh, oh yeah up. yeah
0: yeah but it took them that long to figure out what, what was really going on and that she had been put into jail from dan for no home. reason yeah, yeah dan just being a fuck because he didn't want her to tell anymore that's good so in late 1993 sorry to be like bouncing back and forth but this no. was the best way for me to like make it make sense i felt like So in late 1993, the FBI started an investigation after they had heard of Charlene and Tommy's statements. Because Tommy's, the one I told you, was out in the bushes that came out six years later. And he said that Dan Harmon was dating his mom and he heard the gunshot ran. and all these things. Yeah. Yeah. In January 1993, Bill Clinton, just to keep in mind what was going on in other He had
1: just been elected news, in 1992. Yeah, he inaugu- 1992. He was inaugurated. 1992.
0: Yeah, but he was inaugurated in 1993, January 1993, yes. as our 42nd president. So yep. keep in mind, the same time the FBI is starting an investigation, after they heard this
1: these statements, Bill Clinton is now in office as the president. Oh, don't worry. I know. I remember being in fucking elementary school, and the, our teacher was like, had Clinton up on the board and had um, George Bush up on the board. Mm -hmm. And they were like, who are you guys voting for? And, like, the weirdest thing, I'm just like, why are you asking us kids? We're fucking little kids. Like, I was little. I was young. Mm -hmm. And, like, I think it's only because then they, like, know, like – for this, like our, you know, our whole like, like what your parents are gonna vote. Oh. You know what I mean? They're like, well, kids this age isn't gonna care, but yeah. like the, we now we know what their it parents being are gonna. Nosy. Yeah, well, maybe or they're like, I feel like it was like a social experiment. Like, let's see if these kids like are they? It would be whatever our parents are voting.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and they're like, whatever you put at yes. home. Yes.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
2: So, anyways,
1: anyways he was inaugurated.
0: Anyway. The 42nd president. So then in April 1994, a year later, the FBI asked Jean Duffy, the lady that was looking into this before Mm -hmm. and then stopped
1: and went into hiding because. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That had the list.
0: Yes. To provide them with the evidence. And she was like, or yeah. So they asked her to provide them with the evidence that she had had before, like before that she had gathered that she went into hiding and never handed over like she was supposed to. And during this investigation, they found out that when people would call in tips to the police, like I said before, the persons that would give info would then, like, get threatened to stop and don't say anything. Like, stop saying stuff. Stop reporting things. Then in 1995, the FBI's investigation just all of a sudden stopped with little to no explanation. They never said why. They're like, we're
1: actually done here. Someone once again must have
0: said something. Then on November 1996, Dan Harmon's sailing county, still sailing county prosecutor and his wife was arrested in a different county with a bunch of cocaine. It was determined to be that this cocaine had came from the sailing county. Who is this? His wife. I know, but whose wife? Dan Harmon's. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so he's just still up to his fucking shit. So he, she literally was found with a bunch of cocaine that was out of his county's evidence room. She was in a different county when yeah. she was arrested, and he's
1: just stealing it from the evidence room. Like, I don't know if I should have respect for him or if I should just. Hate Charlene him.
0: called this. She because literally I'm just said, like, "Watch the evidence rooms because he's stealing. He's drugs stealing from it. Them.
1: Like I'm telling you, he is yeah. going to take all of the shit from the fucking evidence room."
0: Yeah. So then, after this, a reporter was like asking him questions and asking him to make a comment on this, and he assaulted the reporter, so he was forced to resign.
1: he's he's a
0: piece of shit dude
1: dude he's just like i don't give a fuck because i got he's just like punching this fucking dude right in front of every right in front of cops and the cops are like okay now you better resign we don't care that you just did that to that person, but you better resign. And he's like, "I'm resigning." And they're like, "Yep, he's out." So we don't know what to do. We're not gonna charge we're him for. Press we're not any gonna. Charges. We're never gonna charge him for any of the shit. He's so the used missing motherfucking shit. shit, dude. Yes, he's has a. He is. He's so, just getting ballsy at this point. He's dude, been ballsy. He's been ballsy this <laughs> whole time.
2: Yeah.
1: He's so. like, actually, guys. I'll also be the fucking attorney for this family. Yeah. Like, watch this. And they're just like, alright, look fuck. at, dude, because he has every fucking thing. He's in with the cops, he's in with the fucking drugs, he's in with the fucking, now he can help the help the families with quotations everyone like literally he's not helping the families he's helping the cops again mm-hmm. by telling the families he's helping them that's such bullshit he's so he can be ballsy he's like I got I got the fucking cops around my fucking like dick I got fucking Bill Clinton's mouth around my fucking dick I got all these fucking mm-hmm. people that are thinking I'm gonna help them and do all these things and I'd like why wouldn't you be ballsy you might as well fuck it. You're just invincible at this point. Yeah.
0: he's Because honestly they're, away with all all of it. So they're all
1: so fucking crooked. They're all coming to his rescue. Yeah.
0: So finally in April 1997, a federal grand jury indicted Dan Harmon. Finally, indicted, sorry.
1: Indicted, indicted him. Indicted. Yeah.
0: <laughs> indicted, guys. I'm drunk.
1: So anyways,
0: <laughs> Dan Harmon with drug trafficking charges, manufacturing meth, racketeering, extortion, retaliation against an informant, and witness tampering. He was then... Con- wow,
1: someone fucking finally stepped up and fucking yeah. tried so, this guy, dude. Exactly. Good for you guys. And he was then wow.
0: convicted for racketeering, three extortion charges, and a distributing marijuana charge. So then he was sentenced to prison for eight years and then an additional three years for other drug charges on top of that. So essentially 11 years. And shortly after this is when Charlene was pardoned and let out because they realized like... oh like was, she was like, actually yeah, trying to help? She was actually innocent, yeah. So then in 1999, Arkansas disbarred Dan Harmon, thank God, and as they should, as I wrote. And then he was released in 2006 after only serving nine years out of the 11.
1: Well, nine is pretty good for 11. Yeah. He should have gotten probably. There's still no justice Yeah, yeah, he probably should have got, I don't know, life in prison Mm -hmm. since he's a fucking murderer too.
0: Well, then he was arrested in February of 2010, so only a year later, for selling morphine and hydrocodone near a fucking school. But then he was acquitted on these charges. Wow, dude, what a piece of shit. shit.
1: (laughs) He's like, watch this. There's a school and I'm going to sell it to all the kids.
0: Well, I don't know if it was a school kid. I'm not saying it was was a school school
1: kid, but it's right by the school. Like, we all know what's happening. Well, I'm in danger. Well,
0: and then he was acquitted on these charges because there was no proof besides the person who actually bought the drugs testimony, which I'm like, why is that not enough? But I guess it's like hearsay. Well, dude,
1: if he's buying drugs, he could be high as fucking like, this is the guy. Yeah, that's true.
0: So then again, in 2018, Harmon was once again on the sailing county employee uh, payroll. And they was found to be organizing files for the clerk's office. So it's like, why are they rehiring him? Dude,
1: They're like, one more time, buddy. We love you. We need you here. Why is he still out free? We need you here. So Richard Garrett. You're like, you're a felon. Get in this office. Get in this office
0: right now. We need you. Here. Now. Pronto. We, we know what hire you did. felons.
1: We know what you did. Get in here. Let's <laughs> organize some files. <laughs> so
0: Richard Garrett, who was his attorney, like pretty much sidekick, best friend, whatever, sold his home and moved away. The new homeowner discovered <coughs> sometime later that a secret room was in the basement and they said there was things in there that led them to believe that this used to be a drug lab.
1: Oh, it for sure was.
0: Yeah. And he called the sheriff's office to report this. And they said, oh, just take that stuff to the dump. And he replied, I don't want to get pulled over with a bunch of drug paraphernalia in my car. So then they offered to give him a police escort to go throw it away at the dump. <laughs>
1: we got you. We got you. Don't you worry. We'll help don't you Don't you worry. We don't got worry. you.
0: So they did that. And then, of course, this owner didn't know, like, how are they supposed to know at the time who the owner was? Yeah, because they weren't Mm -hmm. from there. So Linda Ives, which was Kevin's mom, sued for documents being over redacted and not being provided at all to her, which is against the Freedom of Information Act, which, of course, this didn't get her anywhere. And she ended up dying in 2021. She literally fought till death to find justice for Kevin and Don. But she's, this has still never happened. And honestly, I don't believe there ever really, really will be like justice for these boys. Yeah, I mean, like, we, we know all the know truth, what happened. No one's going to serve time for it.
1: No, they're never going to. No. They're literally going to live their old, gross, disgusting fucking cop lives just being like, oh. <laughs> And I, dude, I hope every day they, like, have to wake up and be like, we killed fucking little kids Mm -hmm. because we're pieces of shit.
0: So now I'm going to get into what I think happened because we're getting towards the end of this finally. This is what I think happened. The boys heard of drug drops by the tracks, obviously because of the witnesses that we had heard from before. Yeah, they were they, killed. They, they were talking about getting cocaine. They, they were, were talking like, so about selling it. Still a little bit. It. Yeah, they were talking about selling it. They obviously must have overheard their dealer. They were talking about this big dealer um, that they knew of little in Little Rock, this ultimate dealer. And I actually think the ultimate dealer they were talking about is Dan Harmon, the attorney. I
1: think he is. I think you're right, too. Yeah.
0: I honestly, because they're 16 and 17 years old, they're idolizing this shit. They're just getting introduced to this lifestyle. They're just starting to smoke weed. They're like, let's do it. I'm not even thinking that they really were doing cocaine. I, I don't either. I think they, they were, were going just... to to sell it.
1: I think they were just like, yeah, let's fucking let's They had try no and get- idea
0: what they were going to stumble into. They had no idea that this ran all the way up to the motherfucking No. at the time governor governor of no. Arkansas that was going to be the president one day. They had no idea Fuck that him. the CIA was involved with all these drug drops and shit. They had no idea how serious this was. Yeah. And so they just overheard there was going to be a drug drop. I think that like uh um, Don's dad said Curtis said that Don knew those woods like the back of his hand. They had probably been in the woods before and, and watched the, the drop, shit
1: happen. Yeah,
0: because think of all these witnesses that were around here. It's not like they make it sound like it's a small town, but there's a convenience store right over there the boys ran to. Well, I mean it
1: probably is a small town, but that's just it. Like, but it's not like makes...
0: far from shit
1: where no, the drug drop no, was happening. Yeah, I don't no, think. No, no, not at all. Well, dude, the the drug drop is like. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that it's was in a very small yes. Yeah. It's a very small town. And if you're just like in the woods and you're watching that fucking happen on a like you're out hunting, you're like, what the fuck? And you like you're like, I bet I could get there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So
0: I think that um I do think that Reagan and Clinton knew what was going on as far as like the drug smuggling. I think that they were aware of it. I don't think they knew like that the boys at the time's death were related to this i really don't think that they were like that involved in this i think they were more like
1: i think clinton was up. clinton's an arkansas boy dude that's where he's from like he fucking knows shit
0: he definitely could have
1: i definitely think so he's,
0: i hope I, not I w- honestly
1: america this case- i don't know anything but i do know something <laughs> okay <laughs> that's how he talks to yeah, you i know
0: um, but I do think that they were aware of the drug trafficking. I think they were aware of the money laundering, especially that what was happening at the Mena Oh, airport. money laundering
1: for sure, because God forbid any fucking penny goes by the government that they don't know about.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and I just honestly think that they, they did know about that. Uh, I don't think that they knew the boys were murdered right away because of all of this, but, um, they were definitely involved in it. I think. Um, They turned a blind eye when it was getting covered up because, I mean, I don't know how much they actually knew was happening the death-wise, that all these people that were dying because of this to cover this up until maybe later, Um, and then they were kind of in too deep, but I do think that Reagan and Clinton knew what the fuck was going on with the drug trafficking in Arkansas. Um, They didn't, um, like I said, they didn't know maybe about the murders that happened, but yeah, Harmon recruited, I think, the officers to help him move drugs you have to have boots on the ground you have to have people they're not just going to trust thugs with drugs so he's obviously going to have these police officers come help him on the tracks with oh these yeah drug and drops. there's a ton of well, fucking
1: crooked ones over there. Uh-huh.
0: and even the um police uh, or not the police the other um uh pilots had testified before or not testified but stated that there's like cops that will come and supervise these drops Yes, because sure they
1: know. And, well, yeah, they, they fucking have mm-hmm. reason to be out there.
0: Well, and they're probably getting paid for it. Yeah. And then, um, obviously, all of these guys were on high alert when they were out there because uh, already a drug drop had been intercepted. But I put that in quotes because it's like, what if they just didn't make the drop that time and said they did and kept the drugs?
1: That'd be smart. I mean, honestly, fuck. dude.
0: Or they just like... They said that they never got it, but they did get it, and they kept it, like the, the people that got the drop. You never know, dude. This shit happens all the time. Like, why would that not happen then?
1: Especially then.
0: Yeah. um, I think the police went after the boys after they saw them sneaking around, and um, the boys didn't realize what they were walking into and how serious it was. And they were already on high alert because, like I said, that they felt like drugs had already been taken and taken from these drops before. And they were blaming those boys for it. And who knows if they actually had or not previous. I don't think that they had previous or they would have been, like, bragging about it. But they were talking about doing it this time. So I do think they were down there, like, hoping that maybe they could find something or see Mm -hmm. what was going on. I agree. Uh, But I don't think they had taken the previous drop.
1: No, they hadn't. They definitely would have been bragging about it.
0: But I think... So I think that the they chased the boys after that because they thought that they were possibly the ones intercepting the drugs. And then that's when the boys were seen down by um, Shrobe Road and by the convenience store smoking with their friend on the uh, motorcycle. Because there were several witnesses saying that. That's when the two cops that people have both, like, ID'd them. They- and went down there, started beating the boys up, took them back to the tracks where Harmon was Mm because he was probably like, go fetch them for me. Yeah. The two cops brought them back and then that corroborates what Charlene said where they were brought back up there. One was already dead because he was hit with the butt of the gun. And then they stabbed the other one. Keith McCaskill did. Stabbed the other one. She stabbed two so that they could make sure and say that she was part of this. And they ended up putting them on the tracks with the tarp with the gun, exactly how the train conductor reported it.
1: Dude, that's, that's what I think. Happened. Devastating, too. I think that's what happened, dude. Oh, I, I guarantee. That,
0: and I think they were all over their heads. They never like envisioned. They didn't think that it would go them. this far,
1: no. where you're having to murder fucking numerous. This is people. what happened. No,
0: and then they started covering up witnesses. They were killing witnesses and trying to cover it up, and then they realized, oh fuck, there's way more people that know way more than I thought. So they kept doing it. And then at this point it was like, Holy fuck, like I'm way in over my head.
1: Yeah, I'm literally just killing the everyone. And
0: then honestly There's not
1: even anyone in this fucking city anymore. Dude, or this town. And
0: Dan Harmon's just out now. He was never convicted for any of these murders. No, and he's just sitting
1: there, he's fucking selling drugs to your kids, dude. Like, come on.
0: Yeah. So what do you think happened?
1: Dude, I think the same. I literally yeah. think the identical same. I don't know. I don't know. I know for sure that the the kids, like, I don't think that they were trying to intercept as much as I think just steal a little bit. I don't think they were trying to take everything because, dude, they're high school kids. They're like, if we take just a little bit, no one will and know.
2: I don't think they realized how serious this was. I don't think, they, I don't think they thought it was
1: as serious. And I definitely don't think they were trying to steal the whole fucking shebang. I just think they were like, dude, we can get just one. We can get, yes, we can get like an ounce of Coke and we can get two ounces of fucking weed and we can make some money, you know? But they didn't realize like that's like whatever happened before that. And that, dude, and you know what? It may have been the ultimate drug dealer telling them, oh, this is exactly where they dropped, da-da-da, because maybe he did take the fucking shit. He took all of it. And didn't pay or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then wanted someone to fall back on. Like yeah. it's this person. It's these kids. And so he's making it out to them. Like you yeah. know where you can get some shit. You know where you can get some shit. And having them go there. So that so that he gets the fall taken from fucking it. Being taken from. Or taken even the, he before. knew of
0: them. Because he'd been dealing yes. to them. He yeah. Dealing so he's down like, the line to them. yes But he didn't think that they would be ballsy enough to come to to intercept. and accept. And no, they probably I probably didn't. But then he saw them and assumed, "Oh my God, it's these motherfuckers that intercepted it the last time."
1: Yes, and he's trying to pass the blame. Yeah, like a blame shifter. But yeah, yeah that's. I mean, all but of those things. These things
0: are proven. Like the actual drug trafficking through the MENA Airport is proven. It is a thing. It's been reported. I, like I said, you could do a whole podcast series just on that topic alone. I thought that was really interesting. How our whole government's just fucked. A, a, like knows it and doesn't seem to give a fuck. They don't um, care
1: about anything, dude. They don't care about anything except for their own thing. And this just makes me wonder, cause this thing. is
0: just one small town in Arkansas. Imagine where all these other places were also having shit like this I tell you all, like all the time, happen.
2: dude.
1: I tell you this all the time. I'm literally like, dude, it's all corrupt. Every, all of them, all of them follow in suit. All of them fucking like band together and fucking oh no 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 no. It's like, what?
0: Do you think there's still like stuff like this happening today. yes
1: absolutely dude absolutely yeah oh yeah there's no just there's more
0: secret because they oh they're they're the more secret now. i
1: mean they, they're not out killing everyone but dude but they're i mean
0: and picture this like there's so many people that have private planes now that you can just fly and oh land just, in fucking yeah
1: field. yeah anywhere they want yeah. dude yes think of like kim kardashian being like being like yes all of them are she's like can you let this person go and they're like oh yeah sure fucking kim because maybe you gave me 40 g's and like okay we're in dude The the fucking celebrity all of them everyone's in it's a everyone is in on it that's up high all of them. That's I'm, dude. That's I'm like how pedo fucking this. this is how pedo fucking island came about. Like they're just all like get all the kids on so we can fuck them all. And like let's all keep it a fucking secret. Like dude I can go into something like very deep and very dark on that. There's so many. There's so many celebrities. Well, so many cops. Is so much government that is all just, just corrupt. Co-
0: well corrupt. and I ha- I did notice like just researching a lot of this shit about the Mina airport. A lot of it you can't find online because the government makes sure and like makes sure there's no fucking reports out there. No, my
1: favorite is when it's like this site has been blocked from. Uh, uh, what does it say? It says like this know. site's been blocked because of it, some kind of facts like they're not checked through. All like right. da, da, da. and it's like so you guys aren't aren't letting this go through because you guys haven't approved it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> The government hasn't approved it, so it must not be okay.
0: Well, and that's what I'm saying is, like, I found that it was actually hard. Like, even if you Google Barry Seal, the pilot, mm-hmm. it'll come up and be like, yeah, it was never confirmed that he worked for the CIA. And it's like, yes, he did. He I'm fucking like, what? did. <laughs> yeah. He, and they literally have it, like, redacted. Like, oh, you can't report that. That's not the truth. Like, anything that says otherwise, like, we're going to remove it. It's dude, like, they will.
1: Then they will do it.
0: And it's like, that's not true. He did. It was fucking proven. That's why they went after him for fucking millions of dollars in back taxes.
1: Yeah, dude. Yeah, now they're doing that. Because they're like, actually, you're not, you're not actually providing for the government anymore, so you need to pay us
0: well, fifty thousand million. Dollars. That's when the CIA and FBI went back and they told the IRS, like, hey, he was working for us. Like, you can't go back for these back taxes. Yeah, you can't actually do that. Because it was literally trying to take him. the money from his family.
1: Fucking son <laughs> of a bitch pricks,
0: dude. I hate the government anyways uh, anyways so that's that case and i thought it was a fucking doozy like i thought that was like the biggest case we, we could have done like a whole series just on that case dude i'm but sure. i'm done with it now i'm and it I'm, was great it I'm, was great <laughs> i'm glad that we're done with it i could see us doing updates on this maybe in the future but
1: leave us a review holy shit visit what a us at there's
0: like no coverage of this case either it's really like hardly anybody talks about it
1: which is sad it is. It's because it's older and because no it's one wants to die. It's not even
0: that die. old. There's
2: other cases <laughs> there's that
0: are like older there's than
1: like, that. I'm about. like, no one wants to die. They're like, fuck you would think this.
0: There's this. There's too many case. people dying for this. Dude, you, you would think this kind of case would be covered by all kinds of podcasts and shit and like all kinds of like documentaries. There's yeah. literally like an unsolved mysteries from like 88 or 89.
1: It's 89, I bet.
0: Something like that. Yeah. I literally, I'm just like, this is insane. Like, I could sit here and just
1: do that one. Look
0: into the airport itself. Just that one.
1: <laughs> I know. We delve. We delve. What, we don't. How would you say delve. that? Delve. We delved right into the airport thing. Yeah.
0: Not really, dude. I don't, That was the tip like of the iceberg. T- yeah. Really. But I'm so tired. I can barely keep my eyes open. I hope that this was worth the <laughs> wait for you guys because we made you wait two weeks. I felt like we went through so much facts with this that we couldn't be as funny as normal. But I hope this was really interesting to you guys. And um, next week, we'll do like a shorter one. Actually, we have a couple requests that I'm going to show you after oh, this. Oh, good.
1: Okay. We're going to do that.
0: Into, so. And it'll be a shorter one. And they're pretty interesting. They're pretty. One of them is pretty popular.
1: So. All um, right, guys. Follow
0: us. Uh, Instagram Slay Podcast. TikTok Slay Podcast. Our website, slaypodcast.com. Uh, please leave us a review. Follow us on. Um, on um, Spotify. Spotify. So you know when our Follow us out. on
1: TikTok. Follow us on Instagram uh everything that we, we do have like, like just get out there and slay podcast i don't
0: have like twitter and stuff set up but no we're not doing that and i don't want to i was like no that's i, I really don't want to but <laughs> anyways um, yeah leave us reviews send us suggestions interact with us and uh we, like cuz we really enjoy that thanks
1: for sharing your night with us
2: yep 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 and um <laughs> please.
1: be the change that you want to see in this world Fuck, look at this corrupt bullshit, right? Come on, let's fucking Uh, be better. All right, see you guys next week.